And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with the Drunk. I am not the hostess cupcake the Riddler, but I am the red rat of a red baron. No. Joined by Mark. Sheen Washable. Ah oh, no. I'm Mark. <laughs> you know it's bullshit, you don't do it to him. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the same. And the mask Whoa. Where did Massey come from? <laughs> <clears throat> the top rope. Wow, mass up the top rope. Love it. Join in right as we started. Sneaking it in. Mass, we got you a little Actually, quiet there. Could you get enough of your boost on your end? or? I can boost it on my end if you want to. Por favor. I'd like to, I'd like to see Mock boost it, if you know what I'm saying. I you know, know, Kyle, can you explain in detail? Yes, I would like for him to shake his behind to Lady Gaga. Ah, gotcha. Thank you. Now, uh, Mark, are you willing to do that? Uh, uh, no. Okay, we'll let it settle. <laughs> Kyle, he's not going to do it. Is you this any better enough. for you, Kyle or Kendall? Yes, that's perfect. Okay. If, if you get him drunk enough, he'll do it. Hmm, maybe. No, he when when he drinks, he dances. Yeah, can but... confirm. I don't know about Gotta to work that. the perimeter. <laughs> right. He's good at it. Drink in hand, work a little four-block section. He's got it down. And, and he's going to point a lot. <laughs> well, pointing, that's a signature. A lot of head nodding, too. That's it. <laughs> get in, get out. Bingo. Uh, you gents drinking anything tonight? Yeah, I'm drinking Acadia Spring Water. Is that a 20-ounce uh, bottle? It is, and it's a ShopRite brand. I believe a ShopRite is bowl and basket now. <laughs> yeah, and has been for years. So either you're... It's actually a, it's actually a Shaw's brand. And, and uh, I miss Shaw's. Yeah, what Shaw's did you go to? Uh, well, I remember when my uncle already worked at. So you're saying that's like an 18-year-old water? Pretty much. Which kind of checks out. It's like honey, it doesn't spoil. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Kyle Moranis. Yeah, man. We've officially gone off the rails. Kyle Moranis. (laughs) Uh, I'm drinking a truly pineapple. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, that that somehow tracks. Man. Did you guys see what Joey Votto said today? No, because I don't care about baseball. <laughs> yeah, but what he said was so funny. What Joey Votto say today, Kyle? Well, I gotta find it. <laughs> Doesn't even know what he said. Uh, I'm drinking a little bit fancy tonight. I'm drinking 1942. Ooh, what's the occasion? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> name, but I still have to fucking work for. 
All right, you ready? Yeah. So they asked Joey Votto to make a bold prediction for this year. He said, extraterrestrials arrive on Earth April 15th. The Reds, the 12 and 2 Reds are the rest of, and the rest of the planet learn from, fuck me, man. I can't read. Kyle can't type and he can't read. Is this what he said? Yeah. Let me restart this. Kyle, do you want me to find it and read it for you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. In the meantime, Maki, you having anything? I am drinking a Bud Light. Ah, gross! That's the worst beer of all time. That's not true. That's not even close to true. I think it's true. I raise you one medalla. I'll say, but you also have the palate of like a toddler. That Bud Light Light is piss water. So I'm drinking piss water. Kyle did say that he said this, but Joey Votto put this on the MLB's Instagram page. Uh, their thing was, drop your boldest NL Central prediction. Joey Votto responded, extraterrestrials arrive on Earth April 15th. The 12 and 2 Reds and the rest of the planet learn from, communicate with, and befriend our alien friends. This process takes five months. Play resumes in October. The Reds sweep the playoffs and are World Series champs. <laughs> Side note, if the aliens ask, I would like to accompany them on their ship back to the planet. I am obliged never to be seen again. Kind of a weird thing to just, you know, just come out and say. Yeah, just a little strange. Baseball players are the weirdest people. That's true. That's what we get for living in Cincinnati weird. for years. <laughs> that too. That'll fuck somebody up. <clears throat> uh, any toast of excellence? I have one. Shoot. Uh, my toast is to Paxton Lynch for being the <laughs> oh, first quarterback. Good. To get benched in the NFL, CFL, and now XFL. Hilarious. That's probably a test of this excellence, though. I mean, that will forever... No, it's hard to suck that bad in three leagues. <laughs> that is now a great piece of bar trivia. And that, that, is, that was my Kyle quarterback. That was the quarterback that I wanted and thought was going to be good. Yeah, take it easy there, Jerry Jones. <laughs> no. was the one who drafted him, yeah, what, after the for? draft, Jones was pissed because he wanted to trade up to get him. <laughs> yeah, they got Dak instead, which hasn't really changed the timeline that much. But um, I have a toast of excellence. What's here? What? To Damian Lillard last night, 71 points, 6 rebounds, 6, six assists on 22 of 38 shooting. And... Let's see, what was the actual stat line there? Um, Damian Lillard doing that became the first player to make at least 400 feet worth of shots in a single game. Can we, can I, you, hate, I hate stats like that, but that's a funny one. Can you explain that one more time? So the distance in which the ball traveled from his hands to the basket totaled 420 feet last night. So that guy was shooting from the logo, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, he shot very far last night. All right. Give me the rock. <laughs> You're gonna you know how long it would take me to score 71 points? <laughs> a long time. Like, I think if they gave me a points f- with no defender in front of you. Here's the thing. I, I would have to get fouled because it would, it would be mostly foul shots. 
Not saying that I would make all the foul shots, but that's really the only chance I got at scoring. Um, but it, it would probably take like half a season. Yeah, I was going to say. I go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I think I could do it in like 25 games. I don't know. I, no I, think, I think we're all tracking like, like, four, like 40, 41 games minimum. I don't know. I, I could shoot the rock. Yeah, but th- these these guys are like. Uh, Kyle, here's the thing, though: is most of these guys will block your shot like with their penis. They don't guard anymore. Just leave me open from far away. Hey, listen, you got to get open, pal. The other issue is that you're for sure gonna get winded. Oh yeah, we all would. But that's what I'm saying. I'm taking foul shots. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think anybody's just disagreeing with that. You're the one who's saying you're gonna do it in 25 games. I think I'm getting I'm getting bullshit like reach ins. They wouldn't have to have a lot of turnovers. There's going to be a lot of turnovers. I can tell you that. <laughs> I think we could, I think you get the 71 turnovers in like 10 games. My goal is that to... one. That one, I mean, is possible. <laughs> I'm going to travel exclusively. Kendall, you travel every time we play. That's they, not true. They, they are going to steal the ball from me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. You can just hang in the post and just try and put layups in. But oh, th- there's no way I Do you know how many fast breaks I've blown up in Weber basketball? <laughs> you know, laying up a ball in the NBA. It has to be foul shots. Well, so here's the thing. If you hang in the post and you go up to put the layup and that's most likely when you're going to get fouled when you're trying to put that up. I I got to get fouled from beyond the arc. Give me three shots. <laughs> Nobody's going to fucking gonna touch you shoot. until you step in the paint lock. They're not worried about it. Oh, they're they're coming. There's nothing funnier than watching a fast break and going for a lap and just like teeing it up too high and just missing. Dude, that was like my signature move. <laughs> Come oh, yeah. in real hot. Throw it that. way too hard against the backboard. I did that so much. Jeff had to follow me on fast breaks. <laughs> I uh, I one time took a three pointer over the backboard. That was cool. <laughs> I'm like half um, court. There was something else I was going to say, but I'm trying to remember what it was. My toast of excellence to the speed to the game clock for baseball. It's actually turning out to be pretty pretty good for so, this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put forth a. Uh, postulation here in Kendall. I need you to vote with me because you're the only one else that can vote. Okay. I vote that we hereby ban Mock from the Giants winning toast and Kyle from anything baseball related toast. <laughs> All right. Why? Deal. Somebody has to fucking talk about it. The clock is dumb. It's going to cost a big game at some point. You're right. right. So, somebody, so somebody tell me about the clock because I don't care enough to follow it. So what happened? Do you just have 50? Uh, you have... Uh... They, they like time you from the moment you touch the mound. And oh, they instituted a pitch clock. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's what's what's the what's the penalty if you don't throw in the time frame? It's a strike, or for hitters, it's a strike if they don't get into the box in time. For pitchers, it's a ball. It's already impacted some games at at multiple levels. I've seen like on on Sports Center clips. It, it impacted the Red Sox game the other night. And uh, how long is the pitch clock? 
15 seconds? I don't really... Like, I think it's a little longer. I was going to say, 15 seconds seems really short, and that's for somebody who doesn't even watch. I think it's like a, a weird number. Something about like 22 stands out to me, but I, I could be just making that up. Here, let me Google. It, it's one of those things that it, it's going to end up impacting a very meaningful game towards the end of the year. And, and it's going to be dumb. Are they doing it for the playoffs? I players don't will have, have 30 it. seconds to resume play between batters, between pitches. Pitchers must have 15 seconds with nobody on and 20 seconds if there is a base run. Okay. So it does, it does kind of change depending on the situation. Yes. Um, well, I will we'll, be right back. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more in a second. I just want to get my, my, my toast real quick. I was giving it to Machine Washable, um, who participated in a, a disc golf tournament over the weekend at Cranberry Park in Norwalk. And yes. um, came away victorious. Yeah, thank you. It was pretty and you cool. got a $12 gift card. No, 45 And uh, How much did you pay for the tournament? 40 Huh? Got your money back. And then some. And then some, yeah. Mm. Um, I was five bucks. Hoping, you know, for the, the listeners kind of give us a little breakdown of the day. I know in Connecticut was freezing. It was, uh, it was pretty cold. Um, and it was snowing. Yeah, so I mean, this course up in in Norwalk, I I've only ever played it twice, and it was last year. Um, once preparing for, and then playing in this event. Um, last year was uh, rough. There's the uh, snow. No, I mean last year, like weather wise, it was the the first round. It was frozen. Everything, the whole the whole course was just a sheet of ice. When we went, um, it was there was a lot of snow. Honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember snow being there when we went. Yeah, it was me, you, and Massey. No, that was Cross Farms. Oh, different one? What? Yeah, when we went to, to Cranberry, I know. I think it was me, you, Paul, and Kendall. Yeah, and uh, we went out nice. there. What's that? I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's the one Cranberry. in the dog park. Yeah, it's, it's in it's like the center away. of a giant dog park. Wasn't there a lot um, of people walking in front of us? Is that the part? Probably, it it was pretty busy. I think when we went, yeah, it, it always. I mean, even Saturday. I mean, you said it. Saturday here was was freezing and had a little, you know, a step up from a, a snow flurry. I mean, there were still dogs fucking everywhere with people. <laughs> um, but yeah, last year last year had a, a <laughs> big collapse at the event. <laughs> but uh, you know, this year Paul was able to get in. And we, you know, we went down there together. Um, we both ended up on the the lead card for our division for the second round. And um, you know, I didn't have the the collapse this year. I was able to hang on. Some some redemption. Um, the kid that was behind me, he, he he was pretty much always within two strokes. And then, um, you know, unfortunately for him. It was on the because we started on hole four, so it was on hole eighteen. So towards the end of the round, he just kind of had a, a somewhat of a blow up hole and went OB and, and just couldn't really recover from it. <laughs> so then that was that was that. But um, no, the hey, event was cool. It was so cold. I it got was a so cold. For you. What's up? What happened if like you threw your you say you threw a tee shot right? Yeah. What happens if the dog gets it? <laughs> Um, so I would imagine, I mean, 
I don't know what the official ruling is. I don't know if they would just if like the card makes a decision as to where the disc was and you kind of go from there. They they could also rule it as like a lost disc, and then you they same thing. They they play from where they think it was, and you take a stroke penalty. That's not, fucked up. Yeah, I would. Um, oh, good. But I mean, from what we saw, the dogs didn't even really bother. You know, it, it's tough because there's certain holes where you're you're throwing over the pet so there's people walking and you know they don't they don't give a shit on like yeah. disc golf so like it, it is kind of wild um the thing that was killing and it cracked me up the whole day was you know i understand the the, the dog walkers have the right away like they told us that right up, up front which is fine but they're walking through and they're not even like looking around no and i'm laughing because that... i'm like man if it's me like you know there's fucking plastic flying through yeah, the, like that's you know that's, take a peek right that that's just like <laughs> selfish people that, that's the stuff that drives me absolutely insane like oh like but uh, i did not even just i wouldn't want to get hit in the side of the head like well yeah i mean that thing's uh, gonna do some damage yeah um but uh overall yeah it, it was it was so cold um it was funny between the two rounds because like as you're playing you know you don't really feel it all that much and and your hands get cold but you're fine so in between the two rounds, me and Paul, you know, we eat, and we're like, well, we have an hour to kill. I don't want to just stand out in this cold. So we, we go and sit in the car for a while, and we're, you know, just kind of bullshitting. And then we get out to go, like, start kind of warming up, and I was like, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> it's so much colder now. Yeah. We shouldn't have let our body acclimate to the warm. It, it was, but, you know, again, like... The second round was freezing, but once you start moving, it's good. And then you know you're you're more worried about playing well than the cold. So yeah, it kind of became a non-issue. It was just slippery. That that was the bummer. Some of the rubber tee pad because there was snow and then it kind of froze, so some of it got real slick. Other than it being frigid, I feel like playing in snowfall is really cool looking. I think like visibility probably suffers to some degree, but just. Throwing the disc while it's snowing, it just it, the, to me seems really cool. The cool part about because it because it, it did look pretty cool. I mean, and it wasn't snowing heavy like hard enough to where it really was like a nuisance. The, your disc got wet, but you know it, it was fine. Um, the best part about it is you didn't have to guess where the wind was. <laughs> it was just right there, like you could just see exactly what was happening. Right. Like, All right, this is actually kind of cool. Like <laughs> cheat code. You know, I don't have to to guess and hope I'm right. But yeah, overall, it, w it was a pretty cool event. You know, and and that one there, they do to raise. Um, they did both like monetary donations, but also like canned goods. It's for a, um, I think it's a homeless shelter out in in Norwalk. There, the, I think it's like the Open Doors. Yep. Shelter, however it's worded, but um, I know they they put together a lot of stuff and and it's a good it was a good time and you said about um, congratulations on your win by the way thank you thank you 75 participants more or less i think i it was either 75 or 77 i think our division had <sighs> i want to say 17 give or take did, did paul not play the second round i don't remember seeing his name on the second card um so he did um he he finished i think tied for ninth Oh, okay. Um, Still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, you know, 
the the second round was was tough because it, it was stuff was slippery. It, it was now um, in the good bracket. What was the best score for that one? In the MPO side, sure. So MPO is like the the pro like the pro open. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can actually look because I don't remember offhand. Um. So the the big difference was our like me and Paul our division and the division ahead of us MA two like they were playing on the the shorter baskets where the MA one and pro divisions were playing the long baskets. Mm-hmm. Um. So the guy that won the MPO there was actually there was two guys tied for first and they went to a playoff. Um. They were four under. They were tied at four under. And it was like we were just finishing up, and we're walking back towards the uh, like main, I don't know, gathering area. And they're like, "Oh, you know, they're doing a playoff for the MPO." And we're like, All right. "So me and Paul, we're we're standing right by the hole, so we're like, oh, let's watch it." And these two guys each throw like beautiful drives, and pretty much when they do the playoffs, they were gonna go hole one, two, three, and just keep going until someone beats somebody. And um. You know, they both throw great drives, and the guy goes up to putt and just bangs the top band. Ugh. And it, and everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that sucks. But, uh, yeah, they, they were four under. Um, I think the guy that won the division ahead of ours was nine under, playing on the same bat. So, I mean. If if I played one division up, I would have finished in fourth, which still would have been fine. Yeah. So kind of a you know. follow up to kind of what Kyle was asking. Um, what would you say of tournaments played in, like competition wise? Like, where would you rank this? Is it like a pretty even, even like skill level of all players, or is it, or is it pretty much kind of the same everywhere? There's just divisionally. It, it really depends on your division. I mean. There's a uh, you could look at MA3 which is MA3 is like the rec division which is where a lot of people start out like I mean the tournaments I've done so far I've played in uh MA3 just cuz you know I was new to tournaments and and it's a little more laid back and it, it's just kind of getting a feel for really like PDGA events mm-hmm. um but there there's still good players there I mean there's guys that still play very well um. Now it, it all depends if, on the division you play in. If Paul Macbeth was there, what would he shoot? If who? Paul Macbeth. Like playing on the long tees? I mean, probably fucking. I don't know. In two rounds, fucking <laughs> twenty-five under. <laughs> I mean, what's the longest um, tee there? Uh, roundabouts. I tell you. You know, it's tough because it, it is far for pretty much all of us, but we should find a time to go play that when it's warm. In the summer. Well, so I've never played there, obviously, in the summer, but just talking to people at the, they're like, that, that place in the summer, they said, is an absolute disaster. It's almost unplayable. Oh, just because the Why people. Because, uh, so I don't know if you were, if you were away, Matt, like, it's also a dog park. And, oh. and it's a beautiful, it's a really nice dog park on it. So, I mean, the, even I was saying Saturday was freezing and the place was packed. Um, 
So I can only imagine in the summer. I mean, there's just got to be hundreds of people. Right. Um, and and it, it's just tough because, like, you know, if, if it's just us down there playing, then, yeah, you don't mind waiting. But, like, you're trying to play in an event where you're trying to play well and stay competitive. And, like, you got to stop to wait for this fucking guy to walk. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you know, we're trying to trying to do something here. Yeah. But overall, it was it was a really good event. We had a good time. It was just fucking cold. Yeah. Was it as cold as that windy day? No, because it wasn't like, you know, four degrees. But, you know, you're just outside for yeah, 12 no, hours. I got you. You know, I I got home and I remember me and Paul were talking. I was like, D- I didn't get warm till like the next day. <laughs> you know, stand in the shower for a half an hour. It doesn't. You just get that chill. Yeah, those. That's the roughest thing. Nice glass of brandy. You warm me right up. <laughs> but oh, it, it, it was definitely cool to, uh, you know, take out take down the first win. Yeah. Well, that's a, really a cool. Big bud. congrats. Um. I wanted to kind of jump in. This is, this is going to be kind of um, preference, and you don't have to have an answer right away. And I'll, I'll kind of, I'll kick off like my thing first. Um, from a fan perspective, baseball definitely seems to be under the most scrutiny for a lot of reasons. Because um, it deserves it. <laughs> and we're seeing now this pitch, you know, clock, you know, batter clock being in effect and how it's impacting games. Now. I want to get your guys' thoughts on from the fan experience side. What could baseball change for you to go to a game and be like, "Wow, I I want to go back, you know, next weekend and go see a game." And like, what would be a, a big draw for you to to go to a ballpark? They're doing or, everything they can now. No, Kyle, let, let me let me finish. What would be like something that would like really really like make you want to go like? I'll give an example. Um, in in almost like all walks of life, like I don't I don't want to be around like a billion people. Now I get it; that's part of the fan experience. You know, you're 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 watching a game with other fans. You know, people who come from out of town to to watch the the, the away team play. But like, I kind of hate when you're at a, a a game and you know you're just you're shoulder to shoulder with everybody. And you're like you just you you feel the people behind you. Your their their knees are in the back of your head. If they could ever create a situation where they have, we'll call it, a floating seating, in the sense that, like, all right, so the the seven, eight of us were going to a game. You know, we buy our tickets, and now, all right, we have a section in the ballpark, wherever it is, where we have our seven to eight seats, and we're kind of, like, isolated, where we have, like, our enough room to, like, you know, you're talking, not screaming at you know the person, and you kind of like you, you have, have a, a little. Cost two thousand dollars. Well, the thing. So, I now it has to be affordable. I now I would be, I'd be willing to pay, we'll call it forty-five to fifty more dollars per ticket to have that type of situation. That to me would be worth it. And this goes for anything, you know, any 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 type of game. But I was thinking, like, how cool would it be to have like. Like a box type setup at at any part of the 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 arena or, or or the or the the field, you know what I mean? Like that if if that was a thing in all ballparks, I, I would I would pay the money every single time to go to a, an experience like that. 
baseball is gradually. I mean, I shouldn't just say baseball. Most sports, they're almost becoming impossible for like a family to go to. Yeah, because that costs too much. I, I mean, really, how does a family of four go to a, a baseball game? I mean, it's cheaper than any other sport. But forget forget the ticket price for a second. But just like I, I can do ticket price comparisons. Give me half a second. But I guess what I'm getting at is that you know you pay X amount of money to be shoulder to shoulder with everybody. I would be willing to pay more money to have more more room and be kind of like more isolated. You know, I, I even like in general, like when whenever we, we used to go to the bars, we used to go like to TCB a lot. I would hate when there was a lot of people there. I just yeah, would, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I'd rather go to an event where there's less people. And and that's kind of opposite of what like going to a sporting event is all about. Because in, and yes, there is something to be said about the energy of all the fans around you, and I like that. But if I could be in, I don't know, we'll call it a fifteen by twenty five little block, and you know we, we have our little section, and then next to us is another little section. I mean, I think for the fan experience would just be better. All right, let's see. Um, I mean, if correct me if I'm wrong, it, it sounds like you're talking about having like almost like a press box, like a well, in a perfect world, like hey, you could have a press box anywhere, but being in an enclosed space is not like required. Just to have an area that you're not, you're not like with like sitting on left field, having your own little section. Yeah, but uh, like imagine that that the stadium has the ability to kind of change. You know, the, it can, can accommodate the amount of people you have. So, like pretty yeah, much what happened for COVID. Sort of, yeah. But like eliminate, so not like, all right, so this, forget the empty seats, just take the seats out. To have, have the stadium be a way that they could design it how they want per game. And it wouldn't be difficult to do because they sort of do that anyway in like multi use arenas that do like hockey, basketball and like Disney on ice, like that, that type of stuff exists. Like they, they can change seating how they want. They just don't because, you know, filling the seats is what makes the arena money. Pretty weird that you said Disney on ice. Well, that's just an example. Like I was thinking of like down in, in Bridgeport, they do like the monster you know, truck you thing down there. Disney on ice, Kendall, we know. <laughs> I am a performer on Disney on ice. We know. I'm a, it, you know, it's tough because if they do something like that, right? I mean, you're you're gonna pay, like you said, say another forty to fifty dollars per ticket. But I mean, that's just to walk in the door. Like right. everything is gonna prices, not including travel to get to the stadium. But right, I, I'm saying that I'm I'm knowing that already going in that I'm gonna be paying an arm and a leg to get a, a beer and a hot dog. Fine. So. Let me let me try and answer this question for you because I, I feel like I was just having this discussion the other day. I don't mean to use baseball as an example, but then I will use hockey as an example. I fucking hate going to baseball games. I like going to baseball games because of the people that I'm going. Like, we're going to Philly in April, and I don't want to go to the game, but I want to go hang out with my friends, so I'm going to the game. There's nothing so- enjoyable about baseball that could really entice me to go because A, it takes fucking long to get to these stadiums. And I know that's just a locale thing. 
I get that. B, it, it cost a fucking arm and leg to get through the door. C, it cost the other arm and leg to even buy a beer. And D, it's just not entertaining to watch, but that's just me. I know that's going to be divisive. However, I also don't enjoy watching hockey. Generally, I enjoy watching hockey more than baseball. Hockey, at least, is a little bit quicker for me, even if more stuff tends to happen in baseball. But there are uh, events that go on in uh, the NHL where they do, uh, like, promotions, where they'll do, like, super cheap beer games and stuff like that. Like, I'll use the Wolfpack. I know it's not an NHL team, but the Wolfpack does dollar beer nights on Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's fucking fantastic. I'm not going there for the hockey. I'm going there for the beer and hang out with friends. That's the reason why I'm going. And that's, that's fair. What's going to entice me? And I, I, the Falcons I, are the way that would get so many more people to the game if they just took a little bit of time and lowered concession prices. Yeah, and I I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying. Is that yeah, I a lot of stuff. It's it's better when you're, you're the people you're going with. I totally agree, but. If the game experience was just that little bit better, that you had that little bit of control, of, it would make a difference for me of, personally. Ah, I just, I just, I can't see how that could be true though, because you like, you're, you're sitting Kendall, with people in Kendall, your, So here, so here, let me let me say this. It would make a difference for me, but not enough to make me go to the game. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, if I I'm going to the game, I'm not dreading it as much. But if I had the choice between going and not going, I'm still probably not going unless I'm going. So I guess this is where I, I share a similarity with Kyle. Like I, I could watch any baseball game. You know, I, I, I could throw in any random game and, and I'll enjoy it. I'm fine it. with doing that. I'll put it on in the background while I'm doing stuff because aside from Kyle, there's no way you're going to tell me you sit there with your phone in your fucking lap and watch the game straight through aside from commercials. If you tell me that, I'm going to come over and dump out all your liquor in your cabin. <laughs> well, in, in general, and this kind of goes for all sports, like, I'm paying decent enough attention, but yeah, I'm I'm playing around on my phone. Sure, you're but... paying decent enough attention, but you're not making that your sole attention. No, I mean, I, I'd say it's it's definitely I call it seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. That that's totally yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah, and and I I'm perfectly fine with that. That being said, there's no way in hell that you're going to tell me that it's much more enjoyable to go watch it in person enough that I'm going to leave my house where I could have just as good, if not better, viewing experience. Well, I, I'm of the opinion that there's certain sports that are better viewed on TV than in person. Yes, it's, all of them. Well, it's just because, you know, for, for, for multiple reasons. The, well, that's the, not true. The convenience, the convenience of, you know, having a, a bathroom, you know, two seconds from where you're sitting and, you're, you're, you know, you're lounged out and you can do basically whatever you want. But there is a fun side to like, the in-person experience. And for me... But it's not the game. It's what happens at the game. You're not enjoying the game. You're not... <sighs> but I, 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 I am... I struggle with watching live sports in person because I don't feel like there's ever anything there enough to entice me. Like I can't take my fucking eyes off this, or I'm gonna miss something. I just feel that like I I enjoy going to the live sporting event, but I kind of cringe at the thought of being all right. I gotta be I'm gonna be in you know this 25 seat row. 
with all these other people that you know yeah, that are, just makes it worse. are gonna be annoying. I I would be willing to pay the extra money to have a section to sit in with my friends, whether it's one other person or if it's fourteen of us, and 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 watch the game and and I got I would do it. I would spend the money. That, if the that, decision is made for me, and I'm going to the game. Yes, I would spend the extra money to have. I won't disagree with you there. And yes, it would make it more tolerable. So I, I'm still not going out of my way to do it, but it would make it more tolerable. Um, I, I would just push like if if that was an always available option for any event, uh, I, that would be uh, like the perfect situation for me. I, I would go out of my way to try to go to more games if, if that were a thing. It's. <sighs> The biggest aspect that I fucking hate about it, and again, I know it's locale and it changes depending on where you live, but it's just such a fucking day of everything. I hate that. Well, it's wake up early, go get on the train, or start driving down. You get there early so you can get to the gates as soon as the game opens, and then you can sit there for a fucking hour before the game starts. Oh, and then go get your shitty hot dog and twenty dollar beer. Well, and, and we're, we're sort of getting away from my, my pitch a little bit um, when, when I'm... When Your I'm... pitch is what would make it more tolerable. My answer to you is, for me personally, nothing would make it more enticing for me to go to a game rather than being at home and just watching it. Okay, fair. Uh, Mock Souls, any thoughts? What are we um, with you? All that hurt. <laughs> I'm Does sorry, Kyle. Said that, You said that 10 times. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. And I understand that you love the game. And I respect you for loving the game. Happy. Kyle, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If I told you we were going to go to a fucking uh, an eSports uh, playoff game, would you have any fucking care in the world? What sport? Exactly. <laughs> Certain people like different things. I And... I'm perfectly fine with that. And, like, I'd much rather go to a baseball game than go to a football game. Because I think football is better on TV. I I won't disagree with you. That's fine. I don't know that I... I don't know that I'd rather go to a baseball game. I don't know that I'd rather go to either of them. But if, if you were to drop me into one or the other... I don't know. Toss up. All right. So Massey's kind of of the opinion that there's nothing that anyone could do uh, to improve the fan experience to make him to want to go to a game. Um, Souls or Mock, do you have anything, any ideas? If not, that's that's cool. I was just curious. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Totally hypothetical. I I don't, I don't personally like the idea of like the, the, kind of little corrals okay um and it, and it's really because you know again you go to again you, you almost want to be you know within the madness um yeah like so like but, in in philadelphia right during their playoff run you can't there's take something out, to be said for being right, right. so what playoff i saying, games are separate from this question this is normal regular but season. also too i'm not suggesting you're in a glass box you're not, you're not, it's not a fishbowl it's just that you're not no no, no, I, no that, that's I, not I, what I i'm it. saying either I'm, I'm just saying like you're taking out those 
500 fans, give or take, makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, so I think I will agree that like the space is finite. The, the stadium can only be what it is. And for it to be, we'll call it adjustable, yeah, there'll be X amount of seats that will probably just, they just won't exist. However, there are certain like redundancies in a stadium that don't need to exist. Like there are like, there are, we use television platforms. There are television platforms that are just like in places arbitrarily. They don't have to be there. They're, they're, they lose out on 18 seats because, oh, we have a, a camera deck here where that it, it's not required. They just like, it's just, oh, this is camera 9C uh, located on the, the first baseline. And uh, it's responsible for, for tracking the, the fans, uh, you know, when it's time for like the kiss cam, like that, that is a, a redundancy that doesn't need to exist, but does. So I, I think there is give and take. Like the stuff is kind of set by the stadium. There's certain precedents that they do. So I, I, I agree. I think there, there's something to be said about, Hey, you're in, you're in the thick of it and all, all the fans are going crazy. I, I'm just suggesting that, you know, Bill Bill Dick from South Jersey isn't like snorting cheese down your neck. Pretty funny. <laughs> I get it. Hey, Max, can you do me a favor and tell Kyle again how much you don't want to go to that game? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say I didn't want to go to the game. I said I didn't want to watch the game. I'm going to enjoy going to the game because I'm going to be with friends, and that's what matters the most. <laughs> It'll be a fun game. Could you bring back some crab fries? It price? probably will be, but I'm not looking forward to the travel, and I'm not looking forward to Are you prices. not looking forward to the travel? The travel's fun. Kyle, it's three hours in a car. That's not fun. You don't make the best of it. That's why. There is something You're going to want to get though. yourself some graves. <laughs> I have the Everclear from our one of our trips in the freezer. Do you drink that Kendall by yourself? No, 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 no. That's that's exclusively for trips out Pits- of state. Yeah, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, or be it other. Like, I think the trip to Philadelphia is the furthest distance you could really go in a day, if for yeah. it to make sense. And and even then, I enjoyed the times that it we still used- sucks. Like the yeah, times we stay 100%. over, I, I I prefer those. Well, actually, the way home sucks. Both suck. No, nah, everything no, else the, is fine. The the way home sucks. Cause the ride down to Pittsburgh is always fun. The ride home from Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. The first couple hours of the ride to Pittsburgh is fun. Oh man, yeah, actually, I, it, I have it, a blast the whole way. Kyle, you got to keep in mind, we're also looking at it as a, uh, you know. We don't drive the trip. Oh, I get it. You know, but that, but that's a big, that's a big you guys difference. Notice, you notice though, when when we have the CD, we kind of like forget what's like that it's on, like yes. to halfway. No, and, and you catch Fuck like random tracks. What was that? Fuck every CD we've ever made. <laughs> Why? They're just all bad. I think we've They're had not bad. We've I had one good those. one. Listen, Massive, I'm not Massive saying they're people. bad songs, 
What I'm saying is, is we listen to them for fucking 16 hours, and then I throw the CD out the window. Well, what happens is, it's at one point or another, we decided there are certain songs that are always on the playlist. And then it turns out that 17 of those songs are always on the playlist, leaving yeah. room for one other new song. It's because yep. nobody lets me fucking make a digital playlist. No, I think I think we did when we went to Philly. We had a we had a Spotify did playlist. We? Okay. Yeah, I think. Well, the CD is also kind of was exclusive to Pittsburgh. And you know, it, it, I, I've thrown them all out the window. So we'll we'll take you through some songs that are always on uh, the Drake and Josh theme song. Always on. Classic. Uh, that was only on once. No, no, no. no it's been on a couple was- times. Was it? Yep. Hooked on a feeling has been on a couple of times. Hooked on a feeling. Dancing in the moonlight. Yep. Dancing in the moonlight. Um, uh, fireflies. Yep. Uh, fireflies. Uh, nothing but a good what's time. The, what's the song by? It's not by Dio, is it? Dio. Oh, Holy uh, Diver. Holy Diver. Holy Diver. Yes. So, Holy Diver, I think, has only been on the on the tr- like the playlist once. That was a Maple Ave thing. <laughs> Was well, I fucking hate that song? It was so funny. That that was like one of my favorite things for a while. Because we'd say like uh, like we'd ask Alexa to play Holy Diver, and the intro is just so long. You listen to it for like a minute and a half, and then we turn it off. You know what's funny? What's that? You know it's dumb. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say that you know, then sometimes people get targeted, and we gotta listen to the Kevin Nash theme song a bunch of times. So that's always cool. Yeah, but that's always the song that we just always tune out. Yeah, because it's a bad song. They're all bad. One reason why we know "Dancing in the Moonlight" song because we have to dance to it every time. Good song. Or man. we end up with. Uh, we had that Baja Man song once. That song sucks. <laughs> oh my god! What can I think of the name of that? Crocodile Rock. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Song is fucking hot garbage. It's such a. It's whatever. It's a bad song, Kyle. It's just catchy, man. We've had a we've had a Nickelback tune on there. Oh, uh, animals, right? Animals. Picture. Was picture in there? Yeah, yeah. That, I, I think that may be in every timer too. Hmm. Man, we suck. I was headed to. I know church. Whitney Houston gets her her kicks in. Yep. Yep. Usually your pick, by the way. That's a sick track, dude. I never said it wasn't. Okay. Dance. I'm just I'm just saying it's your pick. Because we too. all get picks. At one time, Maxie picked a song, and I don't remember what it was. It was not a real song. It was uh, Suck My Tentacle by, <laughs> by the Hentai Boys. Self left. So, because we asked Maxie to pick there. a song, and he didn't say anything. He, he told, like, he'd said something. I was like, you know what? Look this up and see if this is a song. And me and Paul found a song by it, and we put it on the track. We went to the library to make that CD. Is that true? Yeah, Probably. me and Paul went to the library. I don't know why. 
the fuck were you doing, Kendall? I don't know, but that was, that's very 2006 of you. I've only been to the library twice. With Paul, and then to do Jeff's project for him. Oh, you went to that the Longford Public Library. Yep. Kyle has a reading class every Wednesday night. <laughs> Hasn't done me any good yet. From 6.30 to 6.45. <laughs> we read a page of Dr. Seuss a night. It's He's called got a book club. Bilingual Basics. <laughs> That's very funny. Also, did Paul die tonight? No, I, I believe he had a work thing. Uh, he may join us um, a tad later, perhaps. So no. No. Well, TBD. Um, TBD. Hey, so did you guys see the Carson Wentz card released? What's that? Yeah, who cares? Oh. Nobody. Add him to Kyle's list of quarterbacks. He was good. You can't say he sucked. He had one year. He was good a few years. He had a couple years. And then injuries took over. No. Then Jedevon Clowney gave him a concussion. The rest was history. I Um, do not want to be a Brown anymore. Can you blame him? I'm just saying he doesn't want to be a Brown anymore. Um... Do you guys want to talk quickly about potential trade packages for the Bears pick, or do you want to save that for next week? Can we should probably do that for the Bears fan. But we can so go Paul's over the just gonna, Paul's just going to shoot down everything we propose anyway. Exactly, so that's why we're not going to deal with them. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we, we do it. I mean, we can always do it again. Let's. All right. Let's pull this up. I got the draft card right here. I'm the, Car- I'm the Las Vegas Raiders. Back. Hang up. <clears throat> I'm going to pull this up, and then I'm going to have over the cap on the other screen to see where everybody is. All right, so. I got Holy Diver stuck in my head now. <laughs> Holy Diver. The Texans aren't going to. Oh, God damn it! He's here just in time for this. Hi, Paul. Hello. Hello. We're talking about potential trade packages for the number one overall pick. We literally and just started. See you guys next week. Yep. Oh, Paul just joined. That's hilarious. Fuck. Hey, Paul. So, oh, God. Yeah, Paul. Yep. First, what's up, man? Second, I had the worst. I had the worst day of my life today. Oh, let's hear about yeah. that. That's you know, kind of filled us in. Said it was not good. Oh, it, I didn't hear about this shit. It was not good to, at all. What happened? I mean, I won't get really into the depths of it because, like, the listener that we have doesn't really know what I do for a living. Like, I mean, I, I'm a liquor distributor, but, like, they don't know, like, what the ins and outs of that mean. You guys more or less do because I talk about it. But, um, so our our system crashed this morning. Ooh, that sounds fun. Then they, uh, they decided to wait until 12 o'clock to announce that we weren't delivering tomorrow because of the inclement weather. Which normally is not a big deal, except that tomorrow's the last day of the month. So we already had like $195,000 in orders in the systems um, that had to be deleted and then re-entered. But then for some reason, the girl that was working in customer service today uh, didn't think to uh, send anybody their orders. She just deleted them all. So now we none of us had any of them. So we had to start from scratch. Plus, 
uh, because the weather's going to be bad tomorrow, we had to do two days worth of work in one day. Um, so normally my Mondays are 8.30 to like 3.30 because I pick Amelia up from school. I left the house at 8.30 and I got home at um, quarter after 8. That's a fun day. And uh, there was one point where when I thought my day couldn't get any worse, there's a, yeah, there was a one-way uh, exit out of a parking plaza I was in. And um, a car smashed into a tanker truck, which then hit a electrical pole. So there were live electrical wires that broke from the telephone pole on the top of this tanker truck that also rammed into the pole. And one of the metal foot spikes that are on those poles punctured the side of the truck. So there was gasoline leaking onto the road that was right above the tanker truck, all the electrical wires that were sparking. So it was like this cool like uh, explosion that was getting ready to happen. And the uh, police department was like, yeah, you guys kind of just have to kind of stay in the building right now. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. If this blows up, we won't die. So then I walked a mile and a half down the nice the nice uh, terrace of uh, Stratford Avenue Bridgeport, and uh, in my shirt and tie with my iPad with a basically a sign written on my forehead that said, "Hey, you could rob me." <laughs> and uh, it's just uh, it's, it's been a not so good day. Well, you're home now. Uh, I am. I am home now. Oh, I wish you said I'm actually at the Wallingford Public Library. <laughs> <laughs> That would be something, wouldn't it? We're talking about how you made the CD for Pittsburgh there. No, that was the uh, that was the Prospect Library. Uh, he's right. No, I thanks, which Kyle. Library it was. Yeah, that was the Prospect Public Library. Which Why did we go to the library for that? Because your laptop didn't work. Do you, want to you, do you know you guys have a guy named or nicknamed Best Buy? Yeah, I but we didn't. Was I think this was the trip before you went and it was like a last, like it was like, we did it like at like 5 PM the day before we left. Oh yeah, man, we Paul, the last you, you did miss uh, Massey's rant before about how he is not looking forward to going to this baseball game. Not true. I almost was... cried on air. <laughs> well, Massey's not alone in that. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding, Kyle. Uh, I'll just give my toast, I guess, before you guys go into finishing what you were doing. We had literally just started it, so we're not really. Uh, you don't even have, have to do it. I have a toast of excellence and a toast of disexcellence to the same unit. Okay, go for it. Uh, to the Boston Red Sox. Uh, for doing like the coolest thing that you can do in a game, in a preseason game, and like the worst thing. Uh, so they they became the first team to get penalized from the shot of uh, the uh, pitch clock violation, um, and it happened uh, when they had the bases loaded against them in the bottom of the ninth, and the pitcher uh, shot, uh, did a pitch clock violation, so it automatic on a full count, so it walked in the game winning run. I thought. Which is hilarious. Uh, it, it was the other way around. It ended up being a call against the batter, and it was a strikeout. The 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 notification, like all the videos that I watched, had the Red Sox lo- losing that game. There's a very easy way for me to figure this out. Was I mean, it lost whatever. Night? It's not. It's not important. 
I, I, I just, I, I didn't really dive into it. I got a notification on my phone that said Red Sox lose because of pitch clock violation. I like watched the video. The Red Sox guy was on the mound. The pitch clock expired, and they called it a walk. But then, uh, but then yesterday, the Red Sox scored a sacri- scored a, a sacrifice on a sacrifice fly from second. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really care enough because it's preseason baseball. So, like, literally zero people on the planet give a shit about it. <laughs> oh, there's one. No, he doesn't even really care about it. He's not watching it. He's watching yes, the. Sir. You're watching the Phillies. You're not watching anybody right. else. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so you don't care about preseason. That's fair. You care about the Phillies. That's different. That's like saying, like, oh, I love preseason football, but you only watch your team. Yeah, and Kyle, your your love for baseball is well noted and documented. Um, I'm not disputing your love for the sport, but for the Red Sox thing, I mean, I don't I don't know if they changed it. That was just that was the thing I saw that happened on Saturday. So I remember getting the notification for it while I was uh, pumping mustard gas in my veins during the second round of my disc golf tournament. <laughs> You guys ever just have something happen to you in a sport and it just makes you really just not want to ever play it again? Yeah. Pretty much every time I go out playing disc golf. Yeah. I, I search Man, Massey for... hates doing anything we all do together. That's not true. I I uh I had I had my uh I had my entire disc golf collection quoted from playing against sports on Sunday. I wanna know how much it was worth. Uh, I was I think they were gonna give me like a couple like a hundred and eighty for it. Hundred eighty thousand? No, I, I was gonna be like, what? One hundred eighty bucks for like all, for like for all the like I mean, there's some discs I would keep just because like the dinosaur ones and stuff. I was I was just like over it. I was like, you know, I'm never gonna play this again. It'd be a real bummer. Pickleball, man. I've been saying it. Pickleball. Listen, I'll, Matt, I will go play four straight weekends of disc golf if we go play pickleball. Mass. I'm, once spring hits and Mock gives up on disc golf for softball, I mean, it doesn't I'm, happen. It's going to happen this year. <laughs> I mean, I played disc golf already, or disc golf. I played pickleball already. I played it two weekends ago. Yeah, but I have a thing about I have a thing with slipping, so I need it to be dry. It was dry. It was cold. I had pickles <laughs> on my burger recently. What do you think about that, Mass? Kendall was my side. Just been just not good enough for you. It was a sigh of approval, as I recall. I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Chicago Bears, number one overall pick. Sounds like they're going to trade it. Who do we think? What's it worth? Uh, um, I can tell you as a Bears fan, I hope they do the uh, the NFC, the AFC South carousel that everyone keeps saying would be cool. In what way? Uh, they trade it. They, they trade with the Texans, and then they trade the Texans pick to the Colts, and then they pick fourth and have traded back twice. That's like best case scenario right there. Yeah, That'd, that be awesome. very much That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and then you trade that pick to the Jaguars. <laughs> no, then you trade it to the Panthers. 
So they end up with a ninth pick and trade back three times. They won't do that though. If they get if they get if they trade back twice, they're gonna take either Will Anderson or that Carter guy. Yeah. And then they'll botch the rest of the picks. And then um <laughs> Justin Fields will never start a game again after his rookie contract's up, and then we'll draft the uh, you know, Steven you know, Jeffenberg. It's he's, an Iowa name. Yeah, he's he's going to be good, though. Steven Jeffenberg. Also not an Iowa name, Kyle. It could be. It's a fictional name. I just made it up. Hilarious. We don't let the NFL find about be, that. Paul, what was the name of the town? from? Uh, uh, Moon Township. Moon Township. <laughs> nah, isn't it Winchester, Sinsville? Oh, from Mr. Deeds. Oh, and Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Winchester, Tinfieldville. <laughs> What even kind of name is that? Dr. Pepper? Well, Kendall, or, uh, <laughs> Massey, it's in a movie that you've never seen. Yeah, that tracks for me. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? I was thinking of this. I had a Massey moment the other day when Ma- Massey sent the thing into the chat about the Ramsey situation. And then I He's said gone. something, and he sent the Mean Girls thing, and I realized, oh, man, I've never seen Mean Girls. <laughs> even I've seen Mean Girls. Come on. I haven't yeah. seen Mean Girls. I uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't really jump out so quick to say that there, Mass. Well, that's what I was saying. I was it's like, a movie that I've seen. It's in pop culture, fucking everywhere. So I'm not embarrassed for saying I'm. The only reason I would watch. See, the thing is, you know, there's a reason why I can't watch it. I missed my window of being able to watch it because the thing was, is when that movie came out, was when I had a humongous thing for Lindsay Lohan and uh, Sorry to everybody. Yeah, but I can't watch it now because looking at it and being like, wow, look at that Lindsay Lohan and realizing, yeah, she was like 16. <laughs> oh. It's like Amanda Bynes. She got fucking crazy. Kyle's been ripping through old Amanda show episodes. I actually just watched the entire show again. Okay, I, I don't do that. <laughs> what was that it's... movie where she played soccer? Uh, she's she's the, the man. man. <laughs> Pretty sure it was bend it like me and him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mock, would you pay seventeen fifty for a jawbreaker, Luna? Um, yeah. Which so one? Would you pay, would you pay uh, like a a jawbreaker, Luna? Like the jawbreaker plastic? Yeah. What 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 else did you mean, think I meant? No, no, no. So they they just put out a thing where it's um, I saw some. I don't know if they're special edition up, but you know, like the. They have a Z plastic Luna, but it it looks like, like it the it's colored like a Jawbreaker candy, like it's, like like the the stripes in it, you know. So I don't know if that's what you're talking about, because I saw those online. No, Ledgestone has a eighty eight dollars for five packs of Jawbreaker Lunas. Oh wow. Um, Kendall. Yes. You want to ask Paul the question you asked all of us a couple minutes ago? Oh, um. Would there be anything? What's that? This better fucking be good. All right. Pressure's on. Um, Is there anything that that you would change, like for the fan experience, to make you like go to a game like like like, more often? And I had pitched um, if like going to like a baseball game or any sporting event that if you could kind of have like you buy your tickets ahead of time. And you have kind of like sectioned off seating for you. Like, so depending, no matter what the situation was, whether it was two people, whether you had 10, 
get a whole section like just for you, and so you're still with all the other fans, but people aren't like breathing down your neck. To me, I would pay more money for a ticket to go to that game to have that be part of my in-person experience. I don't know if you had anything that comes to mind that you that hypothetically like, you would do. Ball game. So I, we, I was thinking baseball because we kind of just you know baseball seems to be under the most scrutiny. But it could be for anything. So what would I? So what could what could be changed to make me more interested in going? Totally hypothetical. If like you, if you had like a perfect situation, like from a fan's perspective, something that could happen, or you would like to see happen. Aside from just lowering ticket right. price, Massey said there was nothing that could be done to make him. And then he doesn't even want to go. I it's, fucking uh, hate Kyle, so. <laughs> I get oh, it, we're man. About I get it. Talking about what? I'm, I'm confused. He's just asking. We all agree know. that it sucks to go to games, except for Kyle, because Kyle's Kyle. But, like, Kyle are wants we to know. baseball games specifically or all sports? Well, any I, sport. Any sport. We I said. I pitched it as baseball initially, but it kind of molded into be any sport. Okay. Um for 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 uh um uh remove the cutoff time for booze. I mean it would be sweet. I think Canada doesn't follow <laughs> that, right? Well Canada just doesn't do it for hockey. Uh well they're making the right call. I mean, I don't know, for uh Baseball games? I don't know. It's just kind of like a. I didn't really. I, I feel like I hadn't well, really thought of this. We put you on the spot. I will say that. We'll, I mean, so for baseball games, I would say. Baseball games, I would say. More pillows. Well, Paul's thinking. I just wanted to make mention. We talked about this on the show. Um, when we went to that uh, Yard Goats game, I was convinced that I was going to be able to leave with those beers. And I tried my best. And you were not. And uh, the police officer, he wouldn't let me. And, you know, good on him. He did his job. But uh, I really oh, thought man. I was walking out with three beers. I also beers. made Kendall spit beer everywhere. Oh, so funny. Cool story. And then I was trying to chug all these beers and... Um, wasn't happening. I don't, I don't know what I would change for the baseball game. I mean, it's... Uh, it's it's tough. I was just thinking about, like, just, like, the I fan mean, like, experience in general. I mean, like, for, from, from, like, a baseball game standpoint, the reason I don't go to more baseball games is because they're all three hours away. Yeah, like, that was a big like, part of it. If I, if I lived in a city with a baseball stadium in the city, like, I would go to more games. All right. So I mean, it, 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 pretend it wasn't a proximity thing. It, like, unless it, 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 that's really just it. Like, if well, that's just it, that's the reason I don't go. To, like, I mean, like, I don't go to football games because I think it's the, what you're getting for what you're paying is not worth it. Um, I don't go to basketball games because I, they're too far. I don't go to baseball games because they're too far, and I don't go to hockey games because the I, I don't 
like any of the teams that are close enough to go to, and they're too far anyway. All right. But there's nothing, even but, hypothetically speaking, that you could come up with. If there's not, there's not. I was just... No, it, because it, even if, like, the Yankees offered, you know, free beer for six innings, like, I'm still not driving three hours to go to the game. Man, I fucking would. Could you imagine that? <laughs> the lines would be the lines would be pretty rough. I would just wear cotton pants, like just like something like something like, absorbent. Well, it's something that diapers are made of. Like, Kinda, I wouldn't just wear like just wear a stadium, buddy. What's Even that? when you're pissing yourself, you're doing it wrong. Or like that he says I would wear cotton pants. Well, I, 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 I said it wrong. I was thinking I was thinking like Cottonelle, and then just said cotton. It's <laughs> It's funny because I mean, of course they make cotton pants, but imagine just wear, but yeah, I, I got my cotton pants on, so I could just piss anywhere <laughs> I want. Don't worry, guys, I came prepared. Yeah, these I mean, are I... my cotton pants. <laughs> piss trapper. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything that could like. I mean, like it for me, it's a proximity thing. Is really what it is. So it's. Like I don't, I don't like. I'm not going to drive if, three hours to go watch the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Mets. If we were closer, I would hate it less. But I'm still really, not trying to go out of my way. If if I lived in, like, I don't know, fucking, I don't know, some like southern Massachusetts city, like even as like a White Sox fan, I would go. To, I'd probably go to like a dozen Red Sox games a year just because they're there. Because like I like going to live sporting events. The only one I wouldn't, the only one that like, like football would have to like offer something like pretty sweet. Like, give me a jersey every time I go. Oh, I mean, that, that's, that's a cool incentive. But it's the same thing. It's like, like, so like baseball, like your thing, like, you know, like, oh, I sit like in a grouping by myself, like, but not, so I don't have anybody else next to me, but I'm kind of in the action. Like, that would be sweet, but, like, it wouldn't entice me to drive three hours to go to the game. No. Hey, that's fair. I fucking hate waking up. I fucking hate the drive or the train or whatever the fuck it is that we're doing to get there. What Matt's saying is he just hates our company, Kyle especially. I mean, really, that's what it is. We haven't (laughs) seen him in months. That is pretty true. I've been riding with Massey's Christmas present for just it's in my passenger seat. I stared his name every day. Actually, a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I saw you all except for Mock two weekends ago. Might have been three. That goes way longer than that. You know what, Kyle? You weren't there either, so never mind. I saw Kendall and Paul. Wait, where did you see us at Kyle? I, I was thinking of Ashley's birthday. Uh, Rebecca's birthday. Oh, yeah, Rebecca's birthday. Yeah, Kendall, Massey was at your house and you didn't give him the present. Yeah, that's more so me being an idiot than anything. (laughs) It is funny because I I was right there. I was expecting Kendall to be like, yeah, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) No, he texted me very shortly after. and He's like, I forgot to give you the present. I think it was more so he just didn't want to give it to you, Massey. Probably. Yeah, He's I, using I, it right now. I just like to ride around with it. Kyle's still is ordering my gift. It's there. Right, I'm still waiting for like a limited edition first reprinting of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone with Paul. 
Wait, what'd you say? It was a Christmas gift you apparently got for me in college one year. Oh, that like commemorative edition Harry Potter Harry book? Potter, yeah. Yeah, the book's sick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you um, guys, would you guys give up uh would you guys rather give up all aspects of um like playing sports or uh give up all sexual activity? Sexual activity. No, right, just what's classified under sexual activity and what's classified under sports. Okay, so you can't so basically anything that's like a sporting activity, you can't do it. You can watch sports, but you can't do sports. So Does that like, mean like, I can't play disc golf anymore or you can't play disc golf, can't play pickleball, like slow pitch softball, you can't coach baseball, Kyle. Because can, can we do like uh what was that game we played at Mox House? Uh the the, the beer bottle on the stick? No, because it's frisbee. All right, what's in the other one? So I would, I would say like, I would say like, like I would say like beer pong still counts. You can you can play beer pong only because you're not actually like using like you don't have to use a ping pong ball for beer pong. You could use a bouncy ball. I mean, like you know what I mean. Like you could so so it's like it's not the, the ping pong ball isn't what makes it like the. Hey. Hey guys, can we play ping, uh, beer pong with a racquetball next time? Yeah, your house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. Or give up all sexual activity, I'm which is defined as the masturbation is included. Yeah. I'm giving up sports, not because of masturbation, but just because all of that is gone. I, mean, I, I think sports has to be gone. I mean, that's for sure going to yeah. suck. But I mean, you know, count. There's... We're watching sports activities. Which one would you give up? Partaking, partaking. Yeah, partaking. So you can you can watch all the uh, raw you want, but you can't. Call me with my pants. That's what I said. Nah. Fun. Think of all the correspondence I could catch up on. Honestly, your mental health would probably be better. I mean, we could start filming ourselves and you can watch it back. What? Yeah, we'll bring. We'll, we'll have a camera crew, so we'll we'll film us, you know, playing disc golf, pick up basketball. Like, oh man, look at that sick play that Kyle made. Yeah, but then that's watching sports, dumbass. No, 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 because it's us. It doesn't matter. You're still watching sports. No, no, no. watching we, a sport. I don't think what we do is classified as teams. sports. He said watching sports. I like how your argument against it being watching sports is well, it's just us. Right. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just say like we're we're not basically doing. Basically, what you just basically what you just said is like, yeah, I won't watch sports. I'll just watch the WNBA. Here, here. Yeah, that's fair. Shout out to our sisters in the women's league. Nah, they're bad. sisters. <laughs> that's a Lettercenty quote. All right, Matt. So, 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 number one pick. Number one yeah, pick. Forgot all about this topic. So yeah, we're too busy hating on draft order. We got the Bears. We have Houston at number two. No shot that they trade up. Why? I don't think that they're going to give Chicago enough to trade up. And honestly, they can have the second quarterback because, I mean, there's no sure thing in this draft. Uh, There's not like a... I also just think that the cultures are, are desperate to give whatever. That too. But I don't think anyone's going to be able to match what the culture are going to offer. 
Um, Arizona's not taking a quarterback, so I doubt that they trade up. Indy is most likely to trade up. If Cliff uh, Kingsbury was still there, Arizona might trade up. Maybe. Um, number five overall pick is the Seahawks. And I think that they're probably set at quarterback. They'll probably tag Gino if anything. Um, Isn't the tag like $30 million? Yep. Yep. But the Seahawks. Who would have thought? What if I told you guys three years ago that Daniel Jones and Geno Smith were going to be making at least $30 million a year? (laughs) So here's the thing, and I know I'm going to get called bullshit on that. I believe Jones had something in him. I didn't ever think it would bullshit to anything. I mean, it's tough because, like, his rookie year, he looked, you know, he had turnovers, but they're like, all right, there's, there's something here. And he's just kind of bad for two years, and then he looks, you know, okay. Well, I think there's a such thing as competent quarterback play, and that's kind of what we've seen. Let Massey finish his discussion about the pick. Sorry. You've interrupted him like nine times now. I haven't seen you try to change the subject this much than when you fucking stole the bocce script idea from Mock. Oh. It is true. I remember when he did it. It was bullshit. Mock and Pat were talking, and Mock, picked, Mock pitched this fucking idea about the bocce movie, and Kendall overheard it, and then Brandon told Jeff about it, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to start writing the script now so I can claim credit for it. For the listeners at home, these are all fabrications. <laughs> Prove it. I can't. Seems to me more like you're just a fabric softener. Well, I do like my sheen washable. This is getting worse. Mark, I think you should first sue under. I think you should sue under intellectual property. <laughs> so keep going, Mass. So I think the Seahawks are pretty set with their quarterbacks. They're not probably going to do anything there. They're probably going to save Pat or probably trade back down. I'm not super worried about them doing anything there. Um, they have currently. Twenty-four million in cap space, uh, but there's a lot that can happen in between then and now. Um, as we know, the money in the NFL is just fake; it's monopoly dollars. Hey, I do have a question though. How much? How much would the play? So they have the fifth pick. Yes. How much would the fifth pick make, like this year, like next year? Uh, give me a second. I can answer that question for you. It's it's over. It's like it's like more than like three four million dollars, right? Oh yeah. How much each first round pick will be paid? Uh, NFL contract values. Uh, fifth overall pick was paid. Uh, thirty thirty four point six. Over the course of, over the course of four years. So that's what eight mil. Eight and change. Eight and change. Eight point six five. Yep. So eight million dollars. Right. Okay, so like I know the answer is no, but like, do you think the Seahawks would take like if the Bears like offered them like eighteen million cap space just for the pick? I don't believe that you're actually allowed to trade for purely cap space. That's why 
Uh, the Texans and Browns made the trade for Brock Osweiler because uh, you're not technically allowed to trade just for cap space. That's fair. But to answer your question, no, I don't think so. Things would get wild if you just trade money. <laughs> um, at number six is the Detroit Lions from the Rams. They're pretty set at quarterback. So they're probably not going to be doing that. They're probably going to take best player available, depending on how they do it in free agency. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Kyle Sweethearts, need a lot of different things. And quarterback is one, but I think that they're going to try the uh, free agent market first before they go into the draft looking for one, because they could use a bunch of other stuff first. They're waiting for for free agents to get out. Well, Aaron Rodgers. But he, he's not a free agent. No, but that's who the, the Raiders are going to go after Aaron Rodgers. That's, no, that's no, no, no. That, that's what I'm saying as far as free agency. Well, I mean, but there, that's... Uh, it, Kirk Cousins will be a free agent. Um, just a second, I'm pulling up the quarterbacks. He's a free what agent is, right now? I think he's going to be at the beginning of the year. Uh, Daniel Jones technically is going to be a free agent. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is technically going to be a free agent, but they're probably going to tag him. Uh, Geno Smith is technically going to be a free agent, but they'll probably tag him. Aaron Rodgers is available for trade. Uh, Let's see. Carson Wentz is available. Carson Wentz is available. I wouldn't put that past the Raiders. Mason Rudolph's available. (laughs) Uh... So, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Jimmy G is a free agent. Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield, Taylor Heineke, Andy Dalton, Teddy Bridgewater, Mike White. Mike um, I mean, there's there's potential for trying there before they go in the draft. I'm not saying that they won't tra- take one, but I don't think they trade up all that way for it. Because that's, that's a lot to jump. I just, I just feel like I don't, I just don't see, I don't, I feel like I just don't see Aaron Rodgers not there next year. The only other place I could see him is in New York, and I don't know where I see him more of a fit because I think the, I think the Jets are going to give up on it and just go after Derek Carr by the time fucking Rodgers makes up his mind. Well, he's out of the cave now, so he might make his decision soon. Um, I mean, really, what's his decision to retire or not? No, is this, if he wants if he wants to play for the Packers or not? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, really, the outside Packers, of like, because the Packers told him they 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 said like, if you want it, they gave him the Brett Favre ultimatum that they gave Brett Favre when he went to the Jets. They said, if you want to stay, you're we'd be more than happy to have you. If you want to leave, we understand, but you have to let us know now because we're not going to gear our offseason around uncertainty. And so he was like, okay, I'm going to retreat to the, the dankness of darkness. Is he still married to Cheyenne Woodley? They were never know. married. Or engaged. I don't fucking know if he's married. And also, no. Are they not together anymore? Good. She's no. fucking crazy. Yeah, because he's so sane. I mean... I see Jimmy G in Vegas... If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, I think that I think McDaniel reunites Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett, makes them compete. 
can see that. Or try to bring back Tom Brady, Jimmy G, and Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Could you imagine? And Matt Castle. <laughs> <laughs> as quarterback coach. No, as the lead running back. <laughs> <laughs> so, in summation, I think that most likely trade candidates are Carolina, Indianapolis, and potentially Houston if the other two just walk. Who? Who? What about it? What about uh? What, what isn't there another team? I see another. There's another team that I see makes a lot. Is it Atlanta? Atlanta just took a quarterback last year. Yeah, but didn't they like not like him? And that that also doesn't matter. It doesn't, but it would be pretty interesting to be pretty spot on for Arthur Blink. Yeah. I know he's not there anymore, but No, I saw a rumor that Matt Ryan's going back to Atlanta. I thought he was just retiring. Is he a free agent? Yeah. He was so bad. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty rough. I got a good chuckle. Uh, I saw an article today from Sports Illustrated saying 49ers potentially looking at Matt Ryan reuniting with Kyle Shanahan. And I was like, oh boy. Nothing would make me happier than to watch that shit show. <laughs> hey, what about I saw this today. I don't really. Think, I don't know if it's true, but the Raiders trading for Trey Lance. I mean, that's the other thing. Sure, that kind but of that'd be stupid. Because like the Bears, like they have like this golden ticket kind of thing, but at the same time, like we're in a world where there could be like a lot of like, like someone's always going to want a rookie quarterback, but like sure. we're kind of like in this random world where like. You realistically could see, like, the Ravens wouldn't be able to jump up to one. No. And so, like, if Lamar Jackson were to not get tagged, so he's going to go to one of these quarterback-needed teams, you know? Um, you figure Geno Smith's probably going to play, uh, is probably going to stay. Daniel Jones is probably going to stay. Aaron Rodgers might be on the move, and if he is, Jordan Love is, is the guy in Green Bay. So, like, that's that's two teams right there, another two teams. Um you know, you look at like a, and then there, there's some like not like there's not necessarily like stars, but like D- Derek Carr is going to go somewhere and fill a void. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you could see by like the draft combine, you could kind of see that like it's really only the Colts that are in for it. Yes, because that's that's the thing like Attention. the Bears like need to hang their hat on is like they need to hope that like Carolina doesn't fit doesn't decide to go a different direction because if it's just the indianapolis colts and the houston texans and the bidding war for one and two then the texans aren't going to offer anything because they'll get one of the other ones they're right. only gonna they're only gonna offer something if there's more than one team interested or or if they fall in love with one guy like if they decide like they they have to have one guy then they they can you know i mean we've seen that happen before Yeah. Two part question. Did you guys ever see that the Lamar Jackson Chicago and Paul, would you be in or nay? Kyle Lamello Ball suffered an ankle ankle fracture. Did he really? Yeah, sorry, Kendall. What'd you say? Do you see um 
Lamar Jackson, Chicago, and if 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 that were to ever happen, yay or nay, and f- for you, uh, nay because not that like not that I'm saying Justin Fields is uh, as explosive as Lamar Jackson is, um, but it's just like you're kind of like in terms of like skill set, you're just making kind of like a lateral move uh, for ninety more million dollars over the next three years. <laughs> yeah, I was, did you did you guys see that other places or just me just. No, there was like a thing that popped up like er, like earlier in the like playoffs about like like oh like what if the Bears traded Fields for Lamar Jack like Fields and something else for Lamar Jackson and it's like I don't I don't know like the, the like I don't really like mm-hmm. my thing, if the if Justin Fields was kind of like the problem I could see it like if they had offensive weapons but it's like like I don't know it's like why like. Lamar Jackson's not going to be any better. He's going to be running for his life. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be doing all the same shit he's doing in Baltimore. He's going to have one good offensive weapon and no offensive line. <laughs> yeah. The Lamar Jackson thing is tough too because now whoever brings him in is going to have to pay him the big money, and, and it's t- you know you have almost like a longer leash where when you're on your rookie deal. You know they'll they'll let you hang around and, and you play through the injury things and the whole. But once you start paying a guy, you know forty five and fucking close to fifty million dollars a year, you can't miss seven games a year. You know you 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 can't have a great three quarters of a year. It's just whoever signs him to the long term, maybe not even long term, the the high money deal. It, it's probably not gonna really uh, like help them. I mean, Lamar Jackson would be a good fit for the Falcons. I've also seen but that the, the division's what wide is, open right now. What is Lamar Jackson worth? In my opinion, between twenty, no, not your opinion because you hate Lamar Jackson. I was saying between twenty-five and thirty. I'm not talking about money. If you were to trade for him, what is he uh, worth trading with? Assuming you give up for Lamar Jackson. I'd give him a first, but I'm not going to give up multiple first. I, I think that's fair. There's just so much uncertainty about his health. Russell Wilson just got traded for three first round picks. Yeah, well, they're a bad franchise right now. I mean, Russell Wilson also has won a Super Bowl, been to two. Like, he he has legitimacy. Uh, Lamar well, doesn't Jackson have has that. an MVP. Yes, but I mean, even in so that he season, has something. Yes, but he also has poor playoff like perform. Like, I I don't think he's worth multiple firsts, especially now because you have to pay him. Disagree. I don't think he's worth jack shit, but I'm just making the argument. Like, that was happening. You know, you know, I never talked. I don't like. Like, why? Why does everyone say that Jack shit is so good? I've never even met Jack. <laughs> that was my best Kendall joke. What'd you guys think? I was literally about to say seven. Um, but like, it was funnier than if Kendall said it, right? Yeah. Um, Mark, okay. I really need your validation here. I, I, I thought it was very funny. You know, I hate this. My validation wasn't good enough for you, Paul? 
No, it was, but like, but like, I think. No, I, no, you needed Mox more. I get it. I get it. No, no, no. Sorry. It's just Mox like the CEO of Mean to Kendall. You're just. Sorry, comp- I get it. You're just the comptroller of Mean to Kendall. I get it. Besties. I you, you also stole my movie idea. Incorrect. And I'm going to nip this in the bud right now. Is there any team that you think is stupid enough to give up, like, the farm for the hard act? I do. I think there's a couple teams. I'm curious to hear it. Tampa Bay could be one because they're in win-now mode. Um, Atlanta because that division's wide open if Tampa Bay doesn't get a quarterback. The, the internet keeps saying Atlanta. I, I, I don't know. I don't have a good enough reason to agree with. I just I keep seeing that. Well, you've spent a lot of time on the internet lately. I do. I do like the internet. It's pretty neat. I mean, if he goes to a team that that is, you know, uh, or let me let me put it this way: Is there a team right now that's a quarterback away? Yeah. Uh, let's pull up over the cap real quick. I'll tell you. But I mean, I mean, like if we were to just kind of. Think about it quickly for a second. You know, who's the a team that not, the Dolphins are not, the Patriots, eh, no, the Jets, maybe the Ravens, debatable. The Bengals, I'm, no, I'm the saying, Browns, who's a quarterback no. away from a Super that's, Bowl? That's what I'm going through. The Browns, you, no, the Steelers, well, no, the Titans, no. Could you make the argument that the Vikings are a quarterback away? Yes, you could make the argument. I don't think it holds water, though. I think they're a defense away. I mean, there there are a couple of there a quarterback and a cornerback, <laughs> but you know, they played I mean, the really, most like, one score games in the NFL last season, and it was not ridiculous. Honestly, um, the Cowboys could be a quarterback away, but I don't know if they're ready to get I, up and I that. don't think they're coachable enough to be a quarterback away. And then Tampa Bay is a quarterback away. I don't think that Tampa Bay is a quarterback away. Why not? <clears throat> because let me pull this up real quick. They have the offensive weapons. They have possibly their best offensive lineman coming back. Their defense is okay. If okay, serviceable. But they were supposed to be a really good defense last year. They were supposed to be, and they most certainly were not. And the injuries weren't on the defensive side. I, I get it. I'm just saying. They have real season. Guess what? Life comes at you fucking fast, Kyle. Yeah, the but Buccaneers like the are also team. losing a good amount of free agents, and they're fifty-six million dollars in the hole. Yeah, I get that. I'm just saying, but like the NFC is so wide open. Um, I I don't think that they're a quarterback. I think that they would be in contention for the playoffs. I don't think they're a quarterback away. Uh, Colts are not a quarterback away. Jacksonville is not a quarterback away. Texans are not a quarterback away. Broncos are Broncos are debatable. If they had serviceable quarterback play, I'm curious to see what would have happened. Kansas City just won the Super Bowl. Uh, Raiders are not a quarterback away. Quarterback would hurt though. Chargers are not. Cowboys debatable. Giants are not, but they are on the upswing. Nice Eagles, but so that was a nice save. You really, you really stroked Mox Eagle on that one. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, they are 
But no, but it, also that. it was just really funny. How you're just like dismissing team after team, and then you got to the Giants. And you're like, but they're so close. Um, Eagles were just in the Super Bowl. Commanders could use a quarterback, but they're not quarterback away. Vikings, yes. Green Bay Packers, no. Detroit Lions, no. Chicago Bears, no. But they're on the upswing. Atlanta Falcons, no. In what world are the Bears on the upswing? Uh, they were in a lot of games. They had no business being in last season. I think the uh, Steelers have got to know. Kyle, I don't know what the fuck is going on with the Steelers. They're going to go over 500, man. I mean, that's a given, but that's like water being wet. Uh, Panthers are not a quarterback away. Saints are not. Tampa Bay is not. Seattle is not. San Francisco is a quarterback also, away. Also, water isn't wet. Basically, just the Jets and the fucking Giants is what you're saying. Jets and the Forty Niners. I don't think the I don't think you can make the argument for the Forty Niners because honestly, they they might have just been an injury away from going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, most likely. But the problem is with all their quarterbacks, they keep dying. Well, Lamar Jackson goes to the Niners. He's going to blow both. Oh, yes, absolutely. Nothing would make me happier than watching them shift the picks away from that. I don't think they have the picks for it. About the Rams, Rams trade away those twenty thirty picks. You know, you guys are mean. There's only one first round pick we're without, and that's this year. We have everything past that for now. Yeah, but you also haven't picked in the first round in like thirteen years. Well, that may be the case for the last (laughs) six years. We won a Super Bowl because of it, so fuck you. So, like, three teams. Yes, three teams are a quarterback away. But you could also make the case that's not even close. For what? The Vikings are more than just a quarterback away. Yeah, the Jets possibly are, but I'd love to see what a real quarterback would do in that situation, uh, especially because they have a new offensive coordinator. Um, I mean, San Francisco... You could put fucking Kendall in there, and he'd throw for four thousand yards and probably lead so, them to the. So team. here's another hangout that. that was going on with the Lamar thing. I mean, they're he's hung up that he wants more oh, guaranteed money, money than Deshaun Watson. He doesn't want more. He wants at least. He wants his contract fully guaranteed. Okay, that's what he said. Yeah, that's fair because Deshaun Watson didn't deserve that. That's what I mean. So, like, if, if that's the argument, then there there's no way you could say, well, you you haven't earned that. No, he absolutely has not earned that. There's nothing he's done. The only other quarterbacks that have earned, uh, but again, all their money it, guaranteed. The contracts are based off other co- are based off other contracts. Sure. So if Deshaun Watson gets this, how how do you say that? You know, any quarterback that hasn't you know assaulted thirty women. And plays well, I you know. You look at Lamar and say you can go play for the Browns. Then you get at that. The other side to to keep in mind is, I mean, what are the Ravens going to be without him? Honestly, probably not much different. The last couple of years, he's great in some games, and he fucking disappears in a lot of them. Nobody talks about that, but he disappears in a lot of games. But the games he doesn't play, I mean, okay, Taylor, Tyler, Taylor Hunt, whatever the hell his name is, 
he gives them a good game and then is bad. So right. what? It, I mean, really, what is this team without him? Again, are you looking at the different Ravens haven't won a playoff game since Lamar's been there? They've made the playoffs in three, four years, I think. Mm-hmm. But they haven't won a single game. So I mean, you're going to have less to build around him with. That's why I feel like Atlanta makes sense. Why do they make sense? Because you're you're saying teams that are quarterback away. He's not the guy to be the quarterback away for. No. So, like, Atlanta just needs the extra jolt to make the playoffs and keep building around him and giving him weapons. But something I, he's never but had. But Ritter did fine last year towards the end of the season. Yes, but I think they're willing to get somebody better than Ritter if they could. Ritter, four games, through for 700 yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh-huh. With the weapons that Atlanta has, which is Drake London and remind me who else? They have two good running backs. They have a Tyler Aguilar and Cordell Patterson. Okay. Kyle Pitts, who could be really good with Lamar Jackson because... He fucking disappeared last season. He was hurt. But also didn't have the quarterback to throw him the football. He had a broken Matt Ryan throwing him the football the year before. And I mean, the, there is something to be said. I mean, uh, Lamar yeah, likes Ryan tight ends. He, he does like Mariota. tight ends. Yeah, but hasn't Kyle Pitts scored like one touchdown in two years? Because he's had Mark, Matt Ryan and Marcus Mariota. Scoring yeah, but he's he's a offensive player. I mean, like a yeah. So I'm he's, you need he, a quarterback to get you the football. Yeah, we see he, what happened with. Right, but he, he's touted, he touted and crowned as his now. top tight end and just kind of get to be seen. Let me ask you this question, Kyle. Yeah. Would you rather give away all the picks that it's going to require to get Lamar Jackson plus all the cap space, or would you rather build the talent and get a different quarterback in the draft? If I'm a team like Atlanta who's been trying to build the talent but can't do it. And they've also- been trying for two or three years. They've been trying a lot longer. They were trying to get younger with Matt Ryan and it didn't work. Kyle, they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they lost. But they made it to the Super Bowl, so it worked. Yeah, right after that, I'm talking about from 2018 to now. They've been trying to like retool it. And it hasn't worked. In fairness, they blew that shit up. Yeah, that's fine. And they didn't blow it up until now they have a window. Now they see a window opening because you have the Buccaneers who were without a quarterback and are in a tight money situation, right? They have Carolina, who's pretty right. fucking terrible. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you that the NFC South is wide open, but please do not try and tell me that you think that they can compete with the likes of uh, the Eagles or Fox That's not Cowboys. what I'm saying. Okay, not Kyle, saying. please. Go ahead. You're saying that they have a chance in the NFC South, right? I'm saying if you get Lamar Jackson, right, yeah. you have – that gives you a chance at the fucking division, right? Great. You can win the division. I'm yes. not disagreeing with you there. I'm talking about year one. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes, and then you keep – and, yes, you have to give up all your draft caps, but then they could bring other people in because they could – 
But they can't because they're going to give. They're not paying anybody. They're going to pay Lamar. That's it. Who else are they paying? Well, I mean, Kyle so Pitts is going to be off of his argument, contract pretty soon. But if you're going to go off of the basis of like you're paying Lamar, then Lamar just doesn't have a, any place. Like, there's no place for Lamar. Somebody has to pay him. Like, Lamar's not our team center or a quarterback away. But, the, but Lamar's not going to go to it. Like, the, but a team that's a quarterback away isn't going to have the money for Lamar. You named three teams. You named the 49ers who have Brock Purdy. They're not going to use them. The 49ers are, yeah, the 49ers are not going to go after Lamar Jackson. You, I you don't named disagree. The, I just said you named the Minnesota Vikings. Away. Minnesota Vikings are way more than a quarterback away. Because right now they're talking about trading Dalvin Cook. So it looks like they're trying to blow their shit up. I should be Eagles in on them. Like, right? So they're going to be more than a quarterback away. All right. So the Jets are way more than a quarterback away. So just just for your hypothetical, Kyle, I will play your game with you. Just just for just for the hypothetical. You want the Falcons to trade for Lamar. And you how much is Deshaun making a year? 60 million right now? It's like 54, 55, maybe 58. I can't remember. But it's some stupid high number, right? I can double check if nobody knows. It's in the fifties. Yeah. Okay. Lamar is going to want at least fifty million a year. Am I wrong? No. Atlanta has fifty-five million in cap space. Yeah. That's fine. That's but without they, re-signing that, their starting that, left tackle. That's without. Oh, hold on. Give me a second. Here's free agency. I'm sorry. That's without uh, signing their starting edge. That's without signing. Oh, look, he's a free agent too. Really? Sorry, what are we talking about? Oh, um, starting right tackle. Uh, their second string wide receiver. Uh, their second string is cornerback, and one of their starting linebackers. That's without resigning any of them. And that's without restructuring a lot of people as well. Sure, that's without restructuring, Kyle. I will give you that. Let's say that they free up another twenty-five. Let's say they yeah, free up how more they money. how they pay Lamar Jackson. It could be towards the back end of his contract where he gets a lot of his money. There's ways around getting money. I don't disagree, but I don't think that once you give him that money, you're going to be able to do anything to really build around him to take the division. Other teams like the Panthers will draft a quarterback or bring one in free agency and already have pieces and draft pieces that they can use to start building up from there. How many times have we seen teams keep drafting young quarterbacks and keep missing? The Panthers have drafted young quarterbacks a bunch of times and try to sign quarterbacks that are unproven and it hasn't worked. Why not get yourself a proven quarterback that knows that you know can play a little bit. But he's not the guy to bring you over the top. You're the one who said that. Well, so then, who, then who is going to sign Lamar Jackson? Because, I mean, it, it sounds that, like... That was, my, that was my question at the start of this. Who is actually going to trade Baltimore. for him and pay for it? It'll be Baltimore. It most likely will be Baltimore. I don't think that they bite. Because I don't think anybody wants to trade for him. 
So, so Lamar Jackson is just going to end up not playing football anymore. I think some teams will offer him like, uh, maybe like two years, hundred million guaranteed or something like that. It'll be something stupid by the time he becomes a free agent. Um, but some team will do it. Then they'll realize he's not worth it. And then, yeah, he'll be out because he wouldn't take a realistic deal. I mean, really, the other side of it is what's a realistic deal? For Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Josh Allen? Probably around there because Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Allen Hardy has his deal. Mock said it earlier. You have to pay based on other contracts. You're not going to give them a fucking Deshaun Watson. But why? But why? But why should Lamar Jackson want the same money as Josh Allen when he's done more in the league than Josh Allen has? Even if it's just an MVP, like I don't. I, I mean, look, the injury, you're not wrong. Injury but... concerns aside, because everybody has injury concerns. Everybody's concerned about when Josh Allen gets that first injury, he's going to be done for his career. So injury concerns aside, why should looks... Lamar Jackson get paid less than Josh Allen you're, or you're Joe Burrow? When Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow is on a rookie contract right now. But when Joe Burrow gets paid, no one's going to bat an eye if Joe Burrow gets paid $59 million a year. All right, so so here here's where here's where we stand for contracts. Let's go. Should Lamar get paid more than Dak Prescott? Should he? Yeah, yes. I'd say so. Okay, so Dak's making 45. 49. Dak's making 49 this year. Even better. I'm not He's saying better I'm... than the 55. I'm not saying I'm a gr- oh god, mess. The question is guarantees. That's where this comes down. And I'm not saying it, it's also dumb that they're not just I'm guaranteed sorry. anyway, like every other sport. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Don't disagree with that. But the the disconnect here is he wants a fully guaranteed contract. Ravens are like, we'll give you two hundred million out of the two two seventy or whatever they're going to give. And he said, no, I want the full thing. Shaw wants got the full thing. Give me the full thing or no. Is there any value to to for the the Josh Allen you know comment that you know the playoff wins is, does that hold any weight you know versus to just degree, an MVP? but at the same time so does an MVP right and and, and right it's it's kind of like it's, it's it's a tough comparison I again like an MVP yeah that that's that's sure jo- Josh Allen has won some playoff games but MVP speaks more to individual talent which is deserving of a contract than. Even even though he's winless in in, in now it, what it's what three attempts. The thing you have to remember is this has been the tried and true rule forever. I want what he made plus more. But that's and but that's what's going to happen. It doesn't matter what's because the NFL is not the NFL has given the players all the power, so it doesn't really matter. The co- the guarantees are where really the is. Right, but Lamar the- can be making $55 million a year if he wanted to. He has to give up the guarantees to do that. He won't do that. He wants both. That's where the disconnect is. But then, so like, so my question then goes, so let's say, so let's say next year when they start negotiating Joe Burrow's contract, he says he wants the same thing. Do we do we sit here a year from now and say, well, that's stupid. He doesn't deserve that. 
the fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. And then so I, and then I think we, until I think until a Super Bowl winner and MVP asks for that, nobody else can ask for that. Until somebody of the level of Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady says I want fully guaranteed, nobody else has a stake in the game. The Browns did what they did and they're fucking morons and every agent and their or and their mother will argue that. They did it because they had to. We want this guy. We have no choice but to give him this contract. Otherwise, he will not play. And they were stupid and dumb enough to do it. They can say to Lamar, you know what? We'll fucking trade you for picks. You go find somebody somewhere else. We'll get picks back and recoup for you. Until somebody of that level asks for a fully guaranteed contract, I don't think anybody else gets it. Because I don't, I don't think anybody in the league wants to watch that happen. I don't know. I, I, I personally, I think Baltimore is going to give it to him. Um, if I, honestly, in the other side, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I wait till Daniel Jones signs or whatever Fuck happens. That. With you him. wait until um, Jalen Hurts signs because that's going to be even more. Yeah, I mean, just, well, that's what I mean. Like, I wait till those guys kind of see what happens. But oh yeah, hundred percent. I I think Baltimore's going to give them the deal. I do, and I think that they're stupid for doing it. I think you're going. I think this is what you're going. I think you're going to see all these quarterbacks are going to get this. It, it's it's even crazy Aaron Rodgers the... being Aaron Rodgers didn't ask for a fully guaranteed contract. Patrick Mahomes didn't ask for a fully guaranteed. Because they know it's never going to fucking happen. Also, the Saints would be a good team for him, too. Lamar? Yeah. Seeing the Saints? Sure. I could see that happening. Is there a real reason? Like, how did it always work out where football contracts aren't guaranteed? It's so dumb. Because of the collective bargaining agreement. It's just so dumb. It's so dumb. Players give up all their power because they want to make sure that they which can is do drugs or which is hilarious because NFL players have all the power. Nobody else has any power. The NFL and the NBA are the two sports that because the, the NBA has a lot of fucking power. The NBA and the NFL have given up all ownership and league power to the players. LeBron so, or say. Okay. Over LeBron James has more say over what happens in the NBA than Adam Silver. 100%. If Patrick Mahomes wanted to be a dick, he'd have more pull in the NFL than Roger Goodell would ever have. So the biggest issue is that a lot Aaron of people Rod- still... Rodgers has controlled a historic franchise for five years. Mm-hmm. Controlled a historic franchise for five years. The, the players in the NFL and the NBA run the show. The fact that the NFL... Enough, sure. The fact that the NFL doesn't have fully guaranteed contracts is the dumbest thing in the world. Absolutely. It, it, make sense. it makes no it makes no sense at all. It's so stupid. Especially because it's probably the sport you're most likely to get injured playing, isn't it? But it's not even like about that. It's just it, it's it, it just it makes no sense why the, the contracts are the way that they are in the NFL. It makes zero sense. Because the players are morons. 
the only the only thing I can think of is, is that at some point in time they said you know because it, the way football is uh, you know so physical and guys get is that like all right if you sign you know the Mahomes ten year deal and get hurt in year one the teams can't can't pay but it, it it's a risk I mean. It's the same in baseball. I mean, uh, I guess it's less likely you have like a career ender, but in baseball, you get guy gets hurt, you, you pay him. I mean, it's just how it is. I, I don't see how they ever like got away with yeah, that because the players are idiots when it comes to the CBA. They worry about the wrong stuff. I mean, look at this. The most recent CBA, you know what their trade was? Not, we want fully guaranteed contracts. Not, we want to do away with the franchise tag. Not, we want somebody else aside from Goodell to be handing out punishments or suspensions or anything like that. Now, so we want to be able to smoke weed. Oh, 17 games now? Yeah, we're in. I guess we'll play an extra game for that. That was the entirety of the CBA. That was the entire thing that the players got out of it. Was the ability for no more suspensions for weed. That's it. Cut dry the end. They fuck up every single time they do the CBA. Well, because the NFL, they don't have to worry about getting that. Right. Shit. Because the top 10% of players have theirs and they don't give a shit. They'll sign off on whatever. About that. It's because the NFL, it's, it's, it's a money machine. Yeah. No matter. They don't. The, the, next year, Every team's going to have $50 million more in cap. Mm-hmm. So all these guys, so Lamar Jackson will get a fully guaranteed contract because it won't mean anything in two years. Joe Burrow will get a fully guaranteed contract because in two years that won't mean anything. Joe Burrow making, 50, making $60 million a year fully guaranteed will mean absolutely nothing because the Bengals will have $120 million more in cap space by then. I don't know. It's it's stupid. I hate it. The end. Welcome to my TED Talk. Thank you. <laughs> and just think, we started off with the Bears. Yeah, I don't blame Mock for not being able to deal with this anymore. Um, I think the Bears trade the pick. I think it's the right move to do. And if they do it right... They can wheel this franchise around in two years, and they will be competing for the NFC. I saw a uh, – it's one of those you know, Instagram pages uh, to the Colts, and I, I think it was, it, it was as followed, I'm pretty sure, uh, from the Colts uh, giving up a, uh, a fourth, a sixth to force Buckner – in something else for the for the first and I, I wish I could remember what the page was this one was like one of those pages that was like like pro football network or something like that that is always just like posting just stuff um, but I just thought it was interesting let's see Paul what did you want the Panthers to give up Brian Burns and that, that was a trade I saw kind of floated around. I I don't hate that trade. I mean, that's what the Bears should do. 
They have they, they have all the cap space in the world. They, they do. don't. They don't. They need. They need established veterans. They don't need fucking more young talent. They've got plenty of young talent. They need established players, and they need to spend their money smartly. So fucking I don't disagree. So trade your fucking pick, get the fucking fourth pick overall, and then get somebody, pay them, and have them for five years. I don't disagree. The and again, I'm gonna get home reserve for this, but looking at um, Rams for an example when Sean McVay first came to town. First thing they did was get an established veteran, left tackle, and Andrew Whitmer. They got a decent receiver who was a leadership guy in Robert Woods. Started to try and build the culture there. They did it with a couple other players, too, um, on some guys that don't really get talked about anymore. John Sullivan was the center for a little while. Um, came on Webster from the Broncos, who was a quarterback for a little while, opposite of Marcus Peters and Akeem Tlaib. Um, but it was about bringing, like Paul said, established veterans that are going to change the culture. You can do that and land on your picks. You're going to be doing pretty good. I think that there's opportunities for other things to do with the pick aside from going to get Burns. And if that were to happen, I wouldn't hate it. Like, do what? So, give me a second. I just had this up and I closed it out. I would be perfectly content with creating the first pick for the Panthers' ninth pick and Brent Burns and then whatever else needs to be done to make it fair. And then turning around and trading that ninth pick for another veteran player and not even drafting somebody in the first round. I'd rather you... Trade that nine pick, trade down again, and you accumulate more picks. Because you want your roster to be top heavy. You don't have to worry about the draft and trading for established players. There are plenty of players on the free agent market right now that you can go get that will fill those roles. Um, I, I I'd be more more about establishing a young core. Uh, yeah, have a young core. But even more, you want. Kids that are, but how uh, much? Yeah, their four their four best defensive players right now are all on their rookie deals. Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, Tevin Jenkins, um, and Justin Fields, all under twenty five years old. I mean, the, the core of their team, the entire existence of their team, is under twenty seven years old. I don't disagree. Being the youngest team is not that bad. But so, but I don't want them to get younger. They need leadership. They don't have leadership. You can you can get leadership while still having a core that's going to be good on salary for a while. That's how you continue can you continue to build contenders is by creating an established core that you can keep replenishing through the draft while refilling like immediate needs and holes through free agency. Now yeah, you get Bears can't fill their their holes through free agency. You're not going to fill all your holes this year, but you can get leadership positions. Like, I, I know you don't need a safety right now, but Jesse Bates would be a fantastic addition for a leadership role. Great safety, great on the defense. That'd be fantastic. Javon Hargrave from the Philadelphia Eagles is a free agent. That would be a great addition to your line. Levante David from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a free agent. That would be great slotting into there. 
You can go out and get your uh, offensive tackle for the future in Orlando Brown Jr. in free agency. Fantastic. You're set on that line. There's your Andrew Whitmer. There's a bunch you can do in free agency, and you can kind of pick and choose and do that way because you know what you're getting with these guys. You know that this guy is going to have a higher chance of being good than the draft. I won't say guarantee because we've seen plenty of free agents fall through. But you have an idea of what you're getting in this guy at an NFL level rather than saying, you know, this guy looks like a sure thing but may fall through. At least you know this guy's a leader in the locker room. You know what you're going to get in those. That's how you're going to build your culture and your nucleus. But then you want to build the stuff around that through the draft. You have the money to go fucking crazy in free agency and go boom, 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 boom. We've picked five great spots to be. Now let's build a young core around. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> we just we're going to disagree on this one. And that's fair. I respect that. Cuz I don't know I, how much younger bears to get. What? I don't know how much younger you want them to get. I don't necessarily want them to get younger. I more want them to have an established veteran core through free agency, because you know what you're going to get, you're going to say, that dude's a fucking killer in the locker room. I want him in here to mentor the young guys we're going to draft so they can hopefully grow up to be him. I want a locker room that has five or six of those guys, plus a couple of the ones that are already on, are on the roster. Um, and then have the mentor up. It's like having... Um, I understand what you're saying, but the way going about it that way from the Bears doesn't have them turning around to being a contender like you said in two years. Why not? The year before the Rams got Sean McVay and did that entire retooling, they were. You had Aaron Donald. You had you, you had Aaron Donald. You had you got Andrew Whitworth, who's like was like a number. We had, two no, 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 no. That's when Sean McVay got there. We're talking right. about this offseason for you. So this is what we're talking about. Right, but so when, when you got Sean McVay, then you yeah. got Andrew Whitworth as like your your established veteran locker room guy. Okay, you can go get Orlando Brown and do that, for example. I'm just going to spitball off you to go with you where I see this going. Keep going. I, I just look in my opinion on it. In, in my opinion on it, they they need to go out and get play. They need to get playmakers more so than locker room guys that are not going to contribute as much on the field, but be great locker room presence. Yes. But you, the, can, you can do guys. both with, you can do both with free agent. Right. But then the locker room. we're also saying it from the standpoint that they're going to go out and get the, like their wish list is going to be fulfilled. Orlando, obviously that's not going to happen. Orlando Brown's probably not even going to touch free agency. Most likely not. But the so, idea, so there. I get what you're saying. Let's say, Russell, let's say hypothetically you make those trades, right? You get Brian Burns, and you trade it for another established veteran. You don't pick in the first round. You got two guys, right? That's that's what we said before. I want to make sure I'm remembering right. Yep. What do you do with the 150 million you have in free agency? What are, who are you bringing in? You can still sign people. I'm not saying you don't sign people. But wouldn't you rather have a bunch of kids that you have a bunch of kids? My two top corners. I'm- 
team are under 25 years old. My two when, top I, when I say kids, I mean, don't you want a bunch of players that are under salary control for at least four years? No. Right. Okay. Because what, what happens? Because what, and then in four years, I can't pay any of them. But you're looking at the next year after that because you've done well in the draft following that, and but, so on and so forth. Okay, so then reverse it into the track record of the Chicago Bears. When have they ever done consecutive years of great drafting? I can't tell you because I haven't followed them that long. The answer is they don't. They often botch the first round pretty regularly. And I know it's new management and whatever, but until until it happens, there's no reason to think it won't again. Because you can have all the general management you want. It's still the same owners. And the owners for the Chicago Bears, just like owners for other veteran long-term tenured teams, have more pull than, you, you know, Jerry Jones. can. You can hire whoever you want to be the Dallas Cowboys general manager. You'd be foolish to think Jerry Jones isn't making the shot call. All right, that's fair. So, there, for me, there's, in my, from my opinion standpoint on it, because the Bears aren't the Rams. Yeah, I mean, the Bears is using it as an example, as a framework. There are a but couple the, other teams you can point to. The Rams were the same. That's not even like they're not even the same personality in terms of like what's built from a team. Their two, their four best defensive players at this moment in time are all on rookie deals still. Their best, their best offensive weapon is due for a contract extension, and realistically, it's not going to be the biggest deal. It's not going to be a big, huge deal because. Because of poor quarterback play, he hasn't been able to explode the way he probably would have if he had somebody decent. You can go out and re-sign this running back. You know, like the, 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 even if you don't re-sign David Montgomery, you have Cleo Herbert, who's under rookie deal for two more years. You've got Justin Fields for three more years. They have three. They're three. Three of their five starting offensive linemen are on rookie deals. I mean, I think the Bears have. I think I think of the twenty-two starters. I think it's something like 13 of them are on rookie deals for the next two years. Now name now name me one veteran person on the team that has any pull, any statistical impact, any locker room impact at all. I can't, but you're talking about acquiring them from another team. Whether that's in a free agency or via trade, does it make a difference? No. And that's, but I would rather trade the first pick, and instead of getting seven picks, I would rather get two picks and get somebody that's already established, still young, that you can lock up now for five years, all while you have the cap space, and can make a statistical impact, can still mentor the younger young guys that you have, the 21, 20, or the 22, 23, 24-year-olds, because he's been in the league for four or five years. You keep him around for five more years, and he still fits the, you know, he fits into with the youth thing, but he's established and you know what you're getting. Now, Paul, I have with a the- question for, for that. Now, this is a guy I've seen kind of in, like, this is the internet, of course, but um, kind of fitting that mold a little bit is a T. Higgins. Is that what you kind of have in mind? I mean, n- not a position need, perhaps, but something that kind of fits that description. It is a huge position need. Well, I guess uh, though th- that's fair. I, 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 in my mind, I was thinking more offensive line. Um, but, but 
but yes, is, is that is that someone who would would kind of like be a uh, desire? Um, we're talking about Brent Burns. Well, no, I, what I'm talking about is like a guy who's in that age description, a guy who has a few years under his belt, still young, but you kind of be in that mold. I, I guess. I don't know what you're asking. Because me and Matthew are talking about Brian Burns. We're talking. I'm about talking about in general, not specifically. Well, that, that that was that was my generality. Like, I mean, going off of like your what your desire was and what kind of like what you think would be the best fit would be someone I've seen as someone that was a potentially kind of like someone would be like a Chicago bound person, but I didn't know what your thoughts were on it. I mean, yeah, that's that's fine. Going, I'd like going out and getting like a T. Higgins, and having him step in and be the number two guy, and, and have you know experience in the league and 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 be able to kind of like mentor through like like the Velas Jones and the Darnell Moody's, like some guys like that are fine. Some other guys, but like. I just think that the Bears are so young right now that they they need they no. need that push that like they need that push they need like they the, they do need the veteran leadership and mentoring in the locker room but they also need it from somebody that's also going to go out and and kind of be like a this is how you fucking do it not somebody that's no. like yeah I've been around the block you know, I can show you on film, but my best days are behind me. No, I totally agree. I was just curious, like, what that threshold was for you in, 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 your, in your mind. I guess the one question that I have for Paul more than anything is... Why not do it through free agency over the best? You're going to spend the money. Why not make that money spent on somebody, A, who wants to be there... And B, you're talking about locking up the person that you're going to trade for anyways, and you're spending the cap space while you have it. Why not in free agency? I understand why you want to do the draft. I'm curious now, why not free agency? Because in particular, Brian Burns... Who would the Bears sign at Brian Burns' position that would be better than Brian Burns? But are, Are you just talking defensive line right now? I'm talking. I'm specifically talking about the Bears trading away the first pick to get Brian Burns. That was where the, that was my whole point of the entire thing was. And then we dived into this big, huge thing of wide receiver thresholds and like the two-year structure of the Chicago Bears. I, I specifically was talking in the beginning about how I want the Bears to go after Brian Burns. I want them to trade the first pick for the seventh or the ninth pick and Brian Burns. I would rather them get Brian Burns then try to get cute and acquire all these draft picks and fuck them up. So anyway, there's nobody in the free agent pool. They're going to spend the money on that's better than Brian Burns at that, at that position, no, which is money need. There's, there's like I said, they're going to spend that money anyway. I'd rather them spend it on somebody that's established. Good. Young enough that young. he can mesh with the core, but veteran enough that he can still guide the young pe- the young players and be a, a leader on the defense. Can make an impact in the locker room, but more importantly on the field. 
and then use the cap space appropriately. I I don't really have a counterpoint other than everything we've talked about so far. Uh, I get what you're saying. I, I see it from both sides. I understand completely why Paul would want to go with Brian Burns and do that. Um, there's absolutely not it right now. The closest person is probably um, Zach Allen. And he's not fucking Brian Burns. Uh, just watching the last few years on specific teams on how they've gone about in doing it, that's the reason why I'm so like invested happened with Jaguars. Now that they have good coaching, that actually paid off. Uh, watched it happen with the Eagles, who got very lucky on their gamble for drafting a quarterback. Um, yeah, but they also they also brought in very good, talented veterans. I get what you're saying. Exactly. Well, but the, and the the point that I'm making is that the Bears have already started that. They've. They brought in, they have two young linemen that have been improving, one of which was, like, outstanding all year long. And that was in the draft or free agency? That was in the draft. Okay, I'm fine with that. The the teams that I was just talking about were free agents, building through free agency. But what I'm saying is you're talking about these teams going in and building it through the draft. The Bears have already started that. That No, 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 no. Right? But they've also gone out and spent a lot of money getting premium positions. Right. I, I don't I don't see different things. I want the Bears to go out and use free agency. They're just gonna use draft capital to get a free agent. Brian Burns is a player that doesn't hit is not gonna hit free agency. I don't disagree. I'm a hundred percent on board with what you're saying. Essentially trading a draft pick for a player is essentially the same as signing him as a free agent. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just think that the one pick is a little bit overall a little bit too high. But I mean, well, I, I don't know. It's one for Brian. I I don't know where where I would fall on this. That's that's very hard for me to quantify. Like like when the Steelers traded their first round for Mika Fitz uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, they got in this. It wasn't really established. Yet. No, but he was well, like, Lincoln Fitzpatrick was very, very good safety. He was probably top two or top three at that point. Yeah, but like the Steelers, instead of drafting a young guy, they got an established player. Like they, like they Kyle, know you're talking they about the team that has literally built off of doing that. I get it. By I'm disagreeing with Paul's standpoint. I get what he's I, trying to say. I'm not disagreeing with Paul's standpoint. I, I understand completely where he's coming from. I just don't know that that's personally the way I would go about it. But I don't hate his way. I think his way works fine. I was just trying to find the bridge where where we were meeting more than I I want else. Brian Burns. Buddy, everybody I'm, wants I'm, fucking Brian Burns. Done, the Bears have done a decent job at acquiring young talent through the draft over the past three years. What they haven't been able to do is land a free agent that can make a difference in the past fucking 20 years. The last free agent that they, the last free agent or trade for a player that they made that made a legitimate impact was Julius Peppers. Did Jared, Jared Allen not make a legitimate impact? I didn't. Uh, Allen was at the end of his career. He didn't. Okay. Brandon Marshall was a flash man, 
I mean, the last person that they really w- w- was Julius Peppers. The Bears have, have not done free agency well. I don't know if you remember when they gave $18 billion to Pernell McPhee. Um, <laughs> they don't do free agency well. So you have the first overall pick. You can still walk away with the ninth pick and trade back to get more if you want to and get an impact player. Use your free agency money that you have so much of to sign somebody that's established, still young, that you can lock up for five years and get the best of his career. Your two top corners are on rookie deals. Your two top safeties are on rookie deals. Or sorry, your your one of your two safeties is on rookie deal. The only veteran that you're paying is Eddie Jackson. Your defensive line is absolute garbage and is the biggest necessity coming into the offseason. Regardless of what the sexy NFL media fans want to say about the offense, the Bears couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed if they needed to. The, offensive, the, Bears line, move the, football. The, the offensive line has three young, talented players on it. They've proven time and again that they can replace any running back with a 1,000-yard rusher because they're going to hit on that every time. Oh, can I they, toss you a softball real quick? They have, well, hold on. So th- they've got Darnell Mooney. They still have Chase Claypool on his rookie deal for a year. They've got Velas Jones on a rookie deal. So if they, if they, ex- going into this next season, if they don't extend Darnell Mooney, they have him, well, even if they do extend him, they have Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, and Velas Jones Jr. all on rookie deals. Mm-hmm. Equanimous St. Brown showed signs of being decent, and he's on a nothing deal. Mm-hmm. Cole Komet is still on his rookie deal. He showed big improvements. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields' rookie deal. So, mm-hmm. like, I understand, like, they need to. The symbol Webster is on your roster. Who? The symbol Webster. Who? Anyways, continue. I don't know who the Sorry. fuck that is. I don't know who he's talking about either. Um, they have a lot of young talent on the team. I don't want them to mortgage their future of draft picks. I want them to keep having draft picks so that they can continue to replenish what they lose in the future. But for the now, for the next two years, while you still have all this young talent for no money, I would rather them go out and sign impactful on the field players that can give mentorship in the locker room versus signing a bunch of guys that are going to be leaders in the locker room but don't have what it takes to be the game changers on the field anymore. Because the Bears secondary has the ability to go out and make plays. They made, generated a ton of turnovers last year, and they probably would have generated more if they didn't have to cover for an average of 45 seconds per play. Hey, Paul. Just a strict hypothetical, because I agree with everything you just said, first. I don't disagree with any of it. I'm just curious to hear the answer to this question. And I have no me- no ulterior motive behind it. I'm just curious where your headspace is at. Panthers say, fuck you, we're not giving you Brian Burns, even if you give us three straight number one overall picks. What do you do with that first overall pick? Okay, Darius Leonard. I mean, Darius Leonard that didn't play at all last year? I mean... He's still established. He still fits the bill. Anyways, anyways, Paul, what would you do? I'm just very curious where your headspace is at on that. If I can't get what I'm looking for, then I have to take the next best thing. Which is either a free agent or in the draft. What are you looking for? Or trading for a different player. 
Is there a different player that you would look to trade for at that point, or would you try and get it through for agency or the draft? Just trying to understand where you're going. I, I'd have to look at the roster, like who would be available for sale. I mean, I'm going to say that Brian Burns isn't available for sale because they turned down like four offers for him last season. Yeah, but that's not to say that he's like completely off limits. Obviously, if the number one is on the table, that's a different story. Well, Brian, Brian Burns came of because of articles I read that said that the Brian Burns and the Panthers are nowhere near any sort of contract extension. That doesn't shock me in the slightest. So if they're not going to be able to sign him, then you're going to get something for him. Sure, absolutely. Like again, Brian, I'm, I'm wasn't just, just curious where you were going with that. Mind, he was available. Came based off of reports from NFL insiders of people that would be available if the Bears were looking for player compensation more so than pick compensation. Sure. So that's where the Brian Burns thing came from. Brian Burns was like, that's the guy that you know. I I get why you want Brian Burns. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying if they said no. What then are I, you looking to do to pivot your strategy at that point? Then I go with the next best available offer. Which is for trading the what, picks? I don't, I don't know. Give me an offer. I, I, I don't know. What do you want? So let's, so let's say the Panthers say no. The Colts give you two number ones and two number twos. Obviously, you're going to take that most likely, right? So then I have to take it. I mean, I, you know, or, or I draft, or I draft Will Anderson. Well, okay. Would... So you're not going shopping specifically for necessarily another player. You wanted that one for Brian Burns, obviously because of what you heard. Just I understand that. No, Matt, Matt, look... twisting what I'm trying to say here. It, I'm trying to understand what you're trying to say. I'm trying to say that, like, if I'm the ba- if I was general managing the Bears, and I, and player teams were coming up to me and saying, "Hey, we want your pick." I'm going to say, hey, okay, what are you offering? This is what I'm interested in. I'm interested in that player. So can we package a deal around this specific player? So I'd have to look at the Colts and see who might be available. Okay. And pick, like, I mean, I'm not a general manager. So, like, yes, I would love for the, them to get fucking three defensive players from the Colts. Or, okay. or I got yeah. you. I understand where you're going now. Or if the, I would love to say, okay, then if I can't get Brian Burns, then my next bet would be to go after Quentin Nelson. That okay. would be I'm I'm on board with you 100% now. I get exactly where you're coming from. I got like, exactly what I was looking for. I, I I would rather get a player if I was the general manager. I got you. 100% but, on board. And I'm trying say, to think of that guy's name from draft day. I can't remember his name. Which the one? Player? The, uh, the, the kick returner that they got in the trade. Oh, Putnam. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I'm trying to think of that. <laughs> I feel like it. I want David goddamn Putnam because I feel like it. Yeah, that would have been perfect for me to say if I could remember his name. <laughs> no, 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 Paul, I, I'm fully on board with your strategy. I don't hate it. Um, and I think that's a relatively decent way to build it, especially because, like you said, if you're going to do anything with that pick, you might as well make it for a known commodity. Um, I, I don't hate that build strategy. I really don't. It personally wouldn't be the way I go about it, but I see potential success coming from that just as much as any other way. So, man, my fucking head hurts. I think it was very good discussion. Fuck you, Corbin Carroll. Kyle, I'm on your side. I don't even know what we got out of this discussion. <laughs> yeah, my head is killing me.
not real sure. I, I just don't know. And it's no shot at UMass. I just, I don't really understand. I mean, I got something out of it because I got to learn a different viewpoint than what I previously had. Man, like, I, I, I understood what Paul was saying the entire time, but I just didn't know where we were going with it. I think I was more trying to understand it because my frame of mind is to go pretty much the exact opposite way. Well, and here's the thing, Kyle. You and I think very similarly when it comes to this stuff where it's like we, like, we don't think, like, we think very outside of the conformities of like the way that like the, the a league is ran versus like, you know, like traditional ways point like Kendall and Kyle or, or, or Kendall and Massey are way more traditionalists. You know, it's like, it's picks for picks. It's, it's, you know, like, like Oh no picks for players. Fuck them picks. But like, like Kyle, you, like you and I discuss it all the time. Like when we talk about like, like, basketball like like why is it why why are so many second round picks flown around when they when they have zero value even i know that but it's just like but it's the same thing with like the nfl like it just makes no sense to me it's just who is like, it that has like 13 second round picks right now is it okc it's like all of them <laughs> there were a lot of second round picks traded during this trade and time. honestly okc has a lot of first round picks and i know they have a fir- lot of first but i there's one team that has like eight second round picks. Fuck uh, uh, Phoenix. Is it Phoenix? No. <laughs> uh, whoever, no, the Nets. The Nets, because they got they traded Jay Crowder. I think. I think it, it was part of that trade. But like Kyle, you you see the frustration. Like we, we talk about all the time, like with the NFL. It's like, oh hey, what did the Steelers do today on the third day of the draft? Like, oh, they traded up in the sixth round. What did they do? Oh, they traded their sixth round pick and next year's seventh round pick and then the seventh round pick the year after that. And it's like Oh, so they basically just said, "Hey, can we have your pick?" And they said, "Yes." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. What it is like at, at that point is priority free agents. That's all that is. Like to me, anything just, past the sixth round, priority free agents. To me, it's to, uh, to me. I, I think, like Kyle, I think you and I think the same way in this, and it's just that, like the uncertainty of players coming out of the draft versus someone who's played four years. It's not worth it. Well, I'm, That's I'm why not I was disagreeing saying the whole with thing. I'm not right. disagreeing with you on that aspect of it. Again, look at my fucking team. We don't, tra- we don't draft in the first round. We traded for those players. And now the Piper is playing. Yeah. But see, but that's, but that's a fucking exactly. Super Bowl. But that's, that's exactly. Yeah, I get it. You guys, we already did. We did the pre-Sean McVay thing that you guys did. Like you got your Aaron Donald, and you got your, you know, like what, whether or not all those guys are still there, but you got your Aaron Donald, your Chris Long, your Michael Brockers, you know, your 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 Jared Goff, who you know went to the Super Bowl, whatever. Your Todd Gurley, like all these players that made an impact over a certain amount of time. And the then thing that I felt or, that the Bears are missing though is. That core leadership. I understand you want Burns for that. But you need so many it, more guys than that. And Massey, we'll, we'll discuss what you said about the Steelers later. But it, it's not just Burns. It, it's it's it doesn't have to be Burns. But it, it's 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 more so. It's like like I understand like the Whitworth aspect. But like Whitworth is like a diamond in the rough. Like the Bears aren't sure, going absolutely hundred percent. Find name one player in free agency the Bears could sign that has the same impact in a locker room and on the field that Andrew Whitworth had for the Rams. Can I give you a Robert Woods comparison? 
because he was no. huge. No, I want I want Andrew Whitworth comparison because that's what the Bears need. The Bears need Andrew Wiley. I mean, in fairness, Robert Woods was a thousand yard receiver every year he was with us, so that's a pretty big. Yes, but he will not be the same for Justin Fields. And Robert and Robert Woods is not going to go. Robert Woods would never be in discussion as one of the top ten wide receivers in the NFL any given year he was ever in it. No, absolutely, but he was a fantastic member. Let me say, Andrew Andrew Whitworth was top five offensive lineman every year. He was. Who could you get? He was stud every year. The the Bears aren't going to get somebody like that in this free agency. That's a that's a diamond in the rough. That was a that was a crapshoot luck that the Rams not, not like I'm not saying the Rams didn't work for it, but I'm saying like it was perfect timing. Absolutely, it was hundred percent. Right. You guys did your young core thing. You brought in your coach, and then everything else you did from there was via free agency and trading draft picks. And then you like you, you kept the influx of like the young core and some of them hit and some of them didn't, but like Leonard Floyd, you know, a free agency signing. The Jalen Ramsey, you gave up picks. That's what I want the Bears to do. Go get Jalen Ramsey. Go uh, yeah. find Andrew Whitworth. I don't care if you have to sign him in free agency or give up a first round draft pick to find the guy. Andrew Whitworth, Andrew Whitworth's tenure with the Rams was worth more than the number one overall pick in any draft. I would agree. That's so if the Bears have the option to get an Andrew Whitworth caliber player on and off the field for their franchise for the number one overall pick, I would rather them do that than trade for more draft capital. He's not quite on Andrew Whitworth's level, but there are a couple of tackles out there, for example, that you could do. Isaiah Wynn. An offensive lineman. Like, it can be any position. Any position. Any position? Jared Allen was that guy for the Vikings. You know what I mean? Like, Julius Peppers was that guy for the the, the, the Panthers. Like, teams have had, like, the Bears haven't had that player since Brian Urlacher. But, like, right. like, but those players, like, they don't fall into your lap. Franchises go years without having one of those. And then you have franchises like the Steelers who have one every year. When, when, when In between, you know, in, in between, like, because, like, I, Kyle, I think it'd be fair to say, like, Ben Roethlisberger was never, like, that guy. Like, he was never the on-the-field, off-the-field, like, veteran leader, like, you know, rah-rah type guy. But, like, Heinz Ward and Troy Polamalu were those guys. Yeah, Cam Hayward's that guy now. Right. So when you lost Troy Polamalu, Cam Hayward was there. And Cam yeah. Hayward on and off the field. Correct. And now that Cam Hayward's getting to the end of it, it's T.J. Watt. Correct. And then, so, like, the Steelers kind of always have that. The Bears don't always have that. There are, you know, the Packers always find it. The Packers always find somebody on the defensive side of the ball to be that guy, and then they let Aaron Rodgers do whatever the. It's, it's the same, flip the script. You know, Andrew Whitworth and Robert Woods were that guy, and and then Aaron Donald was just the guy on the other side of the ball that was just going to go out and be an off a fucking juggernaut stat guy. Not saying he wasn't a good member of the team or whatever, but like he. But could, he wasn't. He wasn't the rah rah guy. Right. Exactly. Like the Bears need to like. If the Bears can get an Andrew Whitworth at the cost of the first overall pick, it's worth it. In my opinion, it's worth it. 
All right, that's fair. TED Talk. Kendall, shut up. Sorry. You haven't, you haven't said anything except trying to confuse Kyle Moore with the T. Higgins thing. Yeah, I'm, my head is very in a loop. I was just he trying to contribute. That was a thing. I've seen that on more than one occasion, and I, I don't want to inter- interrupt a good conversation because I, I get criticized Kendall. for that more than anything. Kendall. You drunk? Not yet. You're getting there. Not yet. You start they, stuttering when you're getting there, bud. You're getting there. Did they cancel work for you tomorrow? Not yet. Mine got canceled. <laughs> so you're, you're really just putting all your eggs in one basket and hoping they do? <laughs> no, I'm going to work tomorrow. I just don't care. <laughs> I mean, my car's already completely covered. Is, is, it, it? is it snowing? It's snowing. I'm, I don't know if it's snowing where you are, Mass, but it's snowing here. You guys want to go play disc golf tomorrow? Uh, I am off. Yeah, but I'm not driving to Bristol to get him. That's fair. <laughs> Kyle, Uber or Luffberry? Why don't we just play a page? Because that I... means we have to come to you anyways, and we just said we didn't want to go to Bristol. Kyle, it doesn't always have to work out for you, okay? <laughs> it, yes, it does. That's, well, that's, what it, that's what it's about. Paul, go get Brandon Graham or Fletcher Cox. I, I definitely don't want Fletcher Cox. That guy is 90. You're doing too many Madden franchises. And let you know, Matt, we're going to talk next week about what you said at the Steelers. What did I say about the Steelers, Kyle? Listen, man, it is late, but I don't care. What did I say? I legitimately you, don't remember. You said you don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're going to do next year, I said. Oh. Oh, so so it's all good. Yeah, no, nah, very I big difference. I don't know what they're going to do next year. Uh, they're going to get talking, some. Uh, sh- they're going to get rid of those two shitty inside linebackers and figure it out. Kyle, you have no cap space this year. Well, you don't even have enough to sign your draft class right now. You have eleven thousand dollars. They'll fucking they'll figure it out. I'm sure that they will, but it's not like you can go out and do free agency. Yeah, so I'm sure they will. The NFL it, runs on monopoly money, so it doesn't even matter. This is true. Um, Kendall, how was your drink? Very good. Had a bunch of Trulies, uh, two pineapple, three watermelon kiwi, and three mango. Um, of the three it's I've had, six Trulies. I've had eight Trulies. Um, the mango is my favorite. Um, I don't particularly care for seltzers, uh, but for those who are seltzer fans, uh, these all kind of hold up to their flavor profile. I don't really necessarily get the pineapple from the pineapple truly, but uh, the mango and watermelon kiwi kind of hold true. So uh, enjoy, you seltzer freaks. Oh, hey, Mass, you know High Noons? Uh, yes. Starting March 1st, they're coming out with High Noon tequila sodas. Ooh. Nine and a half percent. Wow. Speaking of tequila, I had Edam- some 1942 tonight. One of them's edamame flavored. That's He's in. What did you have tonight? 1942. Uh, uh, just a casual $140 tequila. Yep. Matthew's making that middle school money now. <laughs> uh, I had I had water. 
Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I got home and just kind of like gave up on the day. So I, I didn't. I didn't crack anything tonight. Sir, I'm gonna drink a lot of bourbon tomorrow, though. Nice. All right. I'm gonna well, show. I thought, I'm gonna I thought show. that was a very good time. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, next week. Next week, though. Bracket. Bracket break. Bracket Somebody hit the bell. Ding. Kyle, it's on. It's on you to be in charge of the actual NCAA bracket and to, like disperse that when the time comes. Okay, I got two. Don't weeks. worry, Kyle. I'll take care of it for you. All right, it's Massey's job. Well, no, it's responsibility. So if Massey forgets, I blame you. Well, I more so meant when you forget about it and you're like, Massey, can you help me with that? I will help you. I'm going to just make it on ESPN and give you guys the information. Good enough. I got Northwestern in the Sweet 16. They might. This fucking year is wild, man. The Northwestern's the real deal, Kyle. Um... I don't know what we're going to do brackets next week, but we'll figure it out. Um, we're going to do March Madness. Way too early March Madness. Yeah. Okay, Kendall. <laughs> yes, sir. Where can they find us? They can find us at um, Twitter <laughs> and Instagram, GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use whether it's... Um, Kind of having an argument with your best friend where you're not really sure what you're arguing about, but you're just keeping it going. Um, or, you know, just drinking Trulies because they're available. That's right. Uh, Facebook, Getting Sports with a Drunk. Um, listen, we are literally everywhere. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Literally everywhere. I mean, it's it's almost more difficult to not find us. I mean, it's probably pretty easy to now find us. They're not looking for us. It's like Slenderman. Well, if you're well you know, you know, other, other than your bad attitude, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, you you can you can pretty much find us everywhere. Kendall, you drunk? I'm on my way. I'm out of Trulies, though. Uh, I'm sure you'll find something else. Yeah, this will be it. It's a bummer. I'm sorry. In a perfect world, they'll say there's no work tomorrow, but there will be. I know there will be. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to say to you right now, so. <laughs> Until then. I don't know if I should be sad for you that you can't keep drinking or, like, be happy that eight was enough. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where to go. <laughs> I got six bush that's waiting for me in the fridge. Oh, so you are. What's that? I said you were going to find something else, and you said, no, this was it for you. No, no, no. I'm saving those. I mean. Listen, if I got the text right now that, hey, work is canceled, then, yeah, free game, Kendall. but it's not going to happen. I'll text Kendall and tell him work's over. Oh, Kendall. man, my friend just texted me. I'm not going to work tomorrow. Kendall, you hammered? I'd have eight beers. <laughs> He's hammered. All right. Well, brackets next week, but until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mock. Gene Washable. Nope. Yep. Mass Chris Massey. Kyle Souls. <laughs> and the... Kendall just forgot about himself. No, I thought Kyle was going to go the second time. And the Red of Red Baron. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah.